When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spice Chaos. Yes, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time with us, we are so happy to have you. And if this is your 129th time with us, we are happy to have you back. So, um, you're a real one. (laughs) Yes, it is. um, Is it Easter Monday? Is that what they call this? Uh, Yes, or the Monday after Easter if you're doing the bunnies Easter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's like um, we're recording this on a Friday, which I think is supposed to be like a special Friday. Yeah, it's Passover, actually. Okay, our Good Friday. It's good, yeah, or Good Friday, depending on which side of the coin you're on. I don't, and I, I'm not, I don't have a coin, so right. I mean, I, I have known. I mean, of course, I was raised in church, so I know a right. little bit about Easter, but I don't remember as much as I probably should. So, yeah. oh, but before we get into it, over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Yes, and over there is Leanne from Spice Plans. Where are you recording today? Me? I'm just in my office, chilling. Yeah, I am at the beach. Um, you know, my parents moved down here. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really weird, Caitlin, because like, okay, so, and a lot of the listeners may know this, but like, so my mom and dad have a condo. They've had a beach condo since I was like 12. It's tiny. It's a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom's friend Karen bought the one next door. Okay. So they have those two, like, next door to each other. So I'm in Karen's right now. Excellent. Love it. he doesn't live here all the time. That's, well, my, one of, that's like your, one of your, like, prime recording spots when you're down at the beach. Yes. And then my parents recently sold their house in Charlotte and bought one of the condos in the same building just downstairs. Oh, that's kind of nice. So now they don't live in Charlotte at all anymore. Yeah, and the how's only, that been for you, having well, them further away? It's like the only time that I see them has to be an extended visit. Yeah. You know, there's no just, like, pop over for lunch and then leave. It's like every time we're together, we have to figure out sleeping arrangements and they have to stay at my house or we have, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I miss the ease of just popping in, saying hello. I just, I'm not into this, like, let's be together 24 hours a day, except for when we're sleeping until you mm-hmm. leave. I hear that for sure. Cause I feel like anytime in, and my parents still live pretty close and, but they're like, come over and spend the entire day. Let's eat all our meals together. And I'm like, can we not do that? Like, I'll just drop the kids off, but I don't want to stay that long. Right. Well, and it's like, my mom has made it very clear that she really, really wants to spend some good quality time with the kids. Right. 
So she comes up with things for them to do. And then she's like, do you want to come with us? And I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> um, and it's just because like, I know that I had one-on-one time with my grandparents growing up. Like, I don't need to be right there next to my kids. They need to be with my parents, some by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, today they have been with my parents doing stuff with them. And then I have been sort of sitting over here by myself, like been doing like some job stuff and, um, completing life. Yeah. Just doing some things on my computer and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they know that I've got to make the show today. And right. so I told them, I was like, look, if you can just let me get what I need done, done today. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow I will sit and hang out with everybody all day. Ooh, that's a big commitment, my friend. So, you know, today I've been like trying to be quiet. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Well, and it just sucks because like I feel guilty when it's just like my mom and dad and my kids and I'm not there like helping. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like they also really want time with them. So do I, should I feel guilty for sitting over here by myself? I don't know. Absolutely not. You're a single <laughs> mom. If somebody's like, let me take your kids, just throw them out. Them. <laughs> like, come on. I, I know. And, you know, but then there's always, and I always feel the need to like justify this, but people are always like, well, are I, you know what? People haven't said this. This is all in my head. Okay. But I have this idea Mm-hmm. that because I only have my kids every other week. Yeah. That if I ever say anything about it or about like being tired or like on the weeks that I have them that I'm, you know, exhausted or whatever, if I ever say anything about that, then it's like, oh, well, you only have them every other week. What are you complaining about? You know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's a whole other side of mom guilt. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, this week is spring break. So since the minute that they got to my house on Sunday until like, this morning, I have been with them 24 hours a day, every second. Yes. They have not been at school. They have been sitting in front of me expecting entertainment for the entire week. Oh, so today I'm like, okay, mom, just take them. <laughs> yes. Get yourself some good self-care and take care of you for a minute. Yeah. So um, you've had the worst week ever. I feel like you would be on one of those shows on TV who's had the worst week I feel like I'm like seeing cracks in the matrix at this point. Like <laughs> I don't really understand. Are we in end times? Is that, is that this, is that what we're going through right now? Like there's this apocalypse. There's definitely people that would say, yes, there's probably yeah. a lot of Bible scholars out there that could tell you exactly how they know that we're in the end times. Yeah. I'm, I'm waking. I'm just waiting for the locust plague and the river <laughs> to run blood red. Like it's, I'm like, yeah, that seems, that seems to be on par with what's going to happen next. Um, <laughs> speaking of some old Testament level kind of stuff. <laughs> I, know, I was like, speaking of Easter, like we just went really, really in there. Didn't we? Um, okay. So, um, April 11th, um, you know, it's supposed to be spring, right? We're supposed to be like planting flowers and, maybe getting on a bathing suit or something. <laughs> um, it snowed. Yeah. Um, all of the, all of the forecasters were like, um, Oh, it's going to be above freezing all night. It's not going to stick. Blah, 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 blah. I wake up and there is like, okay, for, I woke up in a daze and I'll explain that in a minute, but I looked outside and there was, I kid you not a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> I kid you not. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was just in pure disbelief. I, like, ha- I like splashed some water on my face and made sure I wasn't still in the dream. Like, 
I was like, what is happening? But I had been awoken by a loud crash outside. And our neighborhood, I mean, we don't live in like the top of the top tier neighborhood. So we have some crime around here and we have been like dealing with stuff in our neighborhood. And I was like, it's probably something to do with that. Let me go check the cameras. Um, And what I saw was we have in front of our house a huge uh, pine tree and all of our neighbors have these huge trees as well. It's very beautiful to drive into our neighborhood, I think. Um, But I saw that some of the biggest branches on the tree fell on the power line and on our cable internet line and like basically ripped them from the house. (sighs) See, it's like, I don't remember that time that you wished for snow. Do you remember that one time? I tried to give snow a chance this year again. Do you remember that in December? You were like, oh, no, don't you remember when you happened to wish for snow? And this year I was like, let's try it again. Maybe I can have fun with this. Never again. Last year you wished for snow and then like half of your power fell apart off your house or something. I know. Horrible thing happened. And now this year it's April. We're supposed to be done with this. Yeah. And this is the first time since the airport has been recording weather in portland oregon that has ever snowed in april really yes in in oregon i i know that some of you in minnesota and whatever wherever canada you are um are laughing at me right now and you're like it's gonna snow here until june well it just does not do that here we are we do not have the infrastructure for that um okay so the power line was ripped from the house um thankfully i live with a very handy husband who like I went in there and I was like, Brian, we have major problems. Like you need to get up. Um, the power was still on. The line was still live. And so I go over and like flick the heater on and I'm like, I'm going to leave this sucker on and like make this house a sauna because I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Um, Cause we sleep with the heat off at night. That's just our jam anyway. So I turn it on and uh, Brian goes out and he's like, yeah, that is a problem. And that's like, the, it was like the same thing happened again that happened two years ago. The whole conduit or whatever it is ripped from the house and typically it's like an electrician job but brian was like maybe i'll just get my boots on and like i'll go fix it call your brother see if he can come help me and i was like okay cool and then the next thing i knew he was out there like trying to clear branches and trying to make it so that he could do it and then the power went out and i was i looked at him and i was like did you see what happened like what's going on he's like i know and he comes back in and tells me that a transformer in the neighborhood blew. So the entire our entire circle of our neighborhood was now without power. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. So then the power company had to come by and like fix the transformer, you know, so everybody else could get power at some point. Um, they didn't end up getting power back until 530 that night, which is wild in itself. And then um, they saw that we had a down line and saw everything that was going on at our house and snipped our power line, took the lock off of our power meter, which apparently is like a big deal. And they're like, call an electrician. After you have the electrician do the work, then you can get this like paperwork that we need to look at. And then we can come reinstall your line and put your power back together. Oh, this is all like a nightmare. Yep, exactly. And Brian was like, I can't, like, we were just huddled in our house as the power guy was driving by. And we were like, please don't look, please don't look, please don't look. But then he, like, started getting out of his car. And we're like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. So what happened then? So Brian was still convinced that he was going to be able to, like, pull the permits and stuff for himself, which he could have because the homeowner can do all of that. Um, Anyway, I'll, I'll spare you all of those details. But it would have taken, like, two weeks to get that all together. And we were like, no, we can't do that. 
And so I start calling around electricians. I found an amazing one that was recommended by a friend. They were able to get out here um, by like 1.30 and got the work done. And they said they had been doing similar calls all day. Um, they ended up charging us like one third of what apparently it typically costs people, which I'm very thankful for. Um, and then, so that we got all that done. And then while they were working, we called the power company and we're like, yep, they're done. <laughs> you can come <laughs> over now. And thankfully we did because they ended up not getting here until 11 PM that night. So it was all done in the same day, but we were without power from, uh, what was it? Probably 9 AM until 11 PM. Um, and so we were without power, but then still we were without internet because you know how Comcast would be like, <laughs> they take forever to get out there. And so they're like, we'll be here in two months between 8am and 8pm. It's true. And so they couldn't come out until Thursday. This happened on Monday. Oh, and so they finally came out yesterday. And so we're all put back together, slightly traumatized, but put back together. Um, and oh. I if I never see snow, like anytime I see snow happening, I'm going to like start like having a trauma response now. Yeah. And I feel the same. And I've, I've kind of always, okay. Even as a child, I know I probably did like it when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but like, I, you know, I've never liked a coat. Like even when I was a tiny, tiny child. Yes. And, you know, to go outside and play in the snow was like, that's a lot of coats. Like my mom had like a lot of stuff on me. And then I, once I got out there, I was like too wrapped up in stuff to even have a good time. And yeah. Um, so I have this question for people who live in Northern States or Canada are places where it's like snow half the year all the time. Yeah. So what I'm assuming about places like that, is that their power grid and infrastructure is built to withstand the amount of snow that they get every year. Right. And like the parts of their houses and the power lines, like Canada has trees just like Oregon. How do you keep it from falling on stuff? Yeah. So like Canada, are your power lines underground? I mean, like how, <laughs> because I know that places like that get a lot of snow, you know, Minnesota, yeah. Michigan, all these places that get so much snow that they laugh at us. And we talk about, you know, our two feet that we get every six right. years. Buffalo, um, New York, how are you doing? <laughs> yes, it's like, I know that these places um, and like even other countries that get a lot of snow um, are obviously they're better equipped because like in North Carolina, a lot of times when it snows, we lose electricity. I mean, like it's almost, almost every time if we get oh, really heavy snow, yeah, like it almost every time. I mean, there was one time yeah. and we always down here in the South talk about like the blizzard of 2003. We all remember it <laughs> um, yeah. at one time. But my dad worked for the power company my whole life. Yeah. And he was not like a lineman. He was never one that would go out and like get up on the, the buckets and like fix things. Right. But when all of this stuff happened in 2003 and everyone in like three states lost power. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he was gone for two weeks helping with that. Oh so God. we're just not, and I don't know obviously what it's like in Oregon, but we are not equipped down here for the amount of snow I mean, our pipes freeze in the wintertime and burst. Yeah. Well, there's parts of Oregon that I'm sure are equipped because they get feet and feet of snow, you know, Eastern Oregon and all that near yeah. the mountains and all that, but not here, <laughs> not in yeah. the Valley. <laughs> Especially because every time you guys have had heavy snow, at least since I've known you, something has fallen off your house. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck, man? Like, and it's not even that it's 
badly secured to our house. It's the dang tree. And I'm ready to cut that sucker down, man. I know. And that's so sad, but it's just like, okay, like how many more times can we do this? How many more times? Because I mean, even though they gave us a break on the cost, it's, it was, it's painful. Yeah, I know. And I don't even want to know, like, it would make me upset to know how much that kind of stuff costs because you're just sitting there innocently minding your own business trying to sleep and then here comes the weather and then bam you have this bill and brian was like trying to tell the pacific power guy he's like i can do it like and he was trying to like use like a sob story he's like i don't think we can pay for an electrician right now blah 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 and but the guy was like very heartless like just walked over and snipped the line oh my gosh i cannot even oh see this is just a terrible story Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was last. It's been exactly a week since that happened that you're hearing this story. What an uplifting tale! <laughs> oh my gosh! Snow in April. Who knew? When the when the groundhog saw his shadow this year, I had oh. no idea. Well, um, there was snow on the ground when my parents brought me home from the hospital in 1982 in April. Oh my lord! Yeah. So it happens. It really does. It really does happen. But it's just like. You sent me those pictures of the snow on the ground. I was like, uh-uh, no, this is just devil time. It was, and it <laughs> looked very pretty. I will say that. Like, looking out the window, it's very pretty and whatever, but no thanks. Yeah, I can put a pretty picture on my um, cell phone wallpaper of some snow and be just fine. Absolutely. I don't need to see it out my own window. I do not need it. No, it's pretty trash. It really is. Yeah, so I'm going to move to, like, San Diego. We're looking at places in Hawaii. <laughs> so um since it is so springy and feels like such springtime there um are you ready for easter i am i got to play the easter bunny this morning yeah what is that you told me that but i don't know like what all that entails what did you do did you go shopping yeah i did i went to target this morning and this is the friday before easter don't come for me people but you don't know my life um anyway so I went to Target and then I went to the grocery store because I try to go like toy and activity heavy on the Easter baskets so I like to get them ready for summer basically and so they always get like their swimsuits and their goggles and their outdoor toys and all of that so that I don't have to like just basically throw candy at them on Easter because I'm not all about that um so I went and like picked up all of that stuff and that it's cool because you can kind of wait last minute on that stuff because not everybody, everybody's buying bunnies and squishmallows and, you know, yeah. art projects on Easter. And I'm like, no, let's go to the summer zone because then they're all set up. You don't even have to think about that. Yeah. I so. think that's a smart idea. And, you know, I spent a lot of the week last week when I was alone and didn't have kids thinking about, Oh, any day now you need to, any day now you need to get these Easter things together and mm-hmm. I still haven't done it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I know, I know, but because it's just like, it's okay. Now getting your kids ready for summer is not a waste of money. Okay. Uh-huh. But like Easter stuff is a waste of money. I kind of agree. That's why I kind of go functional. You know, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, so here's another, yet another holiday where they're inundated with too much candy Mm-hmm. And then you end up with like Easter grass all over the house or like that little shavings and stuff that people put in the bottom of those baskets. Mm-hmm. And then you have this random basket that you don't need any other time of the year except for this one day. Yes. And it's just, oh my gosh. And then, you know, if you do like succumb and buy the cute little Easter stuffies and stuff that they have at the store, it's like, 
you know, then it's they've got an Easter themed stuffed animal that they play with for the rest of the year. And that just looks weird. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just I, I look at that stuff in the store and I'm just now I did buy my kids this sugar cookie Easter house decorating kit from Target. I did see that. Yeah, that was very cute. It was kind of like gingerbread house, but it's like sugar cookies and it came with all this frosting and how like she gave them instructions on how to like set it up. And um, so they made those, but that was like two weeks ago. Um, that was not really. And then I bought some eggs from Target that were pre-filled with like yeah. stickers and jelly beans mm-hmm. and um, hid them around the house a couple of times. And the kids went on some Easter egg hunts at home. And so we, we've done some Eastery things, but I just, I just cannot bring myself to go out there tomorrow and get a bunch of baskets and stuff. I just don't know. I mean, they do have the pre-made ones. Those are pretty good. I know, but then you're just giving them a whole bunch of garbage that you're going to have to throw away in a couple weeks when you move. That's so true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do. Okay. I do disagree with all of these holidays, like having some sort of gift giving. Like, can we like come together as a collective and choose one holiday per year maybe one holiday and a birthday where kids get presents. I feel like it's like every few weeks that we're like going off and finding things and like making it special and Pinterest worthy. And oh, <laughs> I can't I know. do it anymore. And how many more years of this can I take? I can't take much more. Well, that's the way I feel. I'm like, okay, the kids are now 11 and eight. Like the Easter bunny needs to have hopped on off. <laughs> Like it, the, the, the jig is up, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, are we still doing this? And Daniel's almost grown. <laughs> I have a 14, almost 15 year old and we're still doing this. Oh, see, I'm just like, no, like I cannot remember. I don't remember when I was a kid, when my parents stopped giving me stuff on Easter. Like I, I feel like I, they still try to give me stuff on Easter if I'm honest. Oh, my don't No. My mom is the same as you. She's like, why all the holidays with presents? I don't Um, understand. And they're trying to make more. Have you seen, have you seen what the Pinterest people are trying to do to St. Patrick's Day? Well, yes. People were having like the leprechaun come and they're leaving stuff all over the house. Like the leprechaun. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't need another fictitious creature that I have to pretend to be when my kids aren't around. absolutely not no No, i I refuse to participate i refuse no and like so the night before saint patrick's day this year hannah was like is the leprechaun coming and i was like i don't know any leprechauns so probably not (laughs) maybe it'll come to your classroom (laughs) but then of course you know they get they get in the car after school and and she's like well chloe's had the leprechaun come around i'm like chloe's mom chloe's mom chill chill out here chloe's mom." mom chill like somebody needs to take away chloe's mom's pinterest account (laughs) and no shade if you are genuinely a a mom a parent whoever you are that enjoys these kind of things like i hope that you just do the biggest big things for the holidays but the rest of us are tired (laughs) and you know i am always an advocate for doing what you love yeah, and it's not like because Chloe's mom did the leprechaun that now we look bad, but like <laughs> maybe like don't tell your kid about it to share at school or something. Well, I have just gotten to the point where I can't make up anything else. 
I can't. I can't. You know, it's like I signed off on that elf thing. I quit that. I don't know why I even started that in the first place. Well, I mean, when when my kids started asking me about Elf on the Shelf, I had to come up with a quick lie on the fly as for why we didn't have an Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> a lie on the fly, I like yeah. that. <laughs> and you know what I wanted to say was, we don't do Elf on the Shelf because your mom is lazy and forgetful, <laughs> and sometimes is buzzed on wine at night and can't remember to move it. I mean, I, I would never have been good at remembering that. No, I'm not good at that either. You know, like I, I would ne that would have been, I would have made myself, that would have made me so resentful if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love for people to do the things that they love. So if you have kids and you love, yes, let's add the leprechaun in and let's add another thing. Like if you love that stuff, do it. I'm so happy for you. But like, I just can't. I mean. I'm tired. Just. Here's another thing where I'm going to have to go spend a bunch of money so that they have something when they get up on Sunday morning to have just more just stuff survived, for them. I just survived a blizzard, okay? Like, just give me a give me a break. Yeah, I know. So I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. I know that if anything happens, it's going to be because I I do it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, that's the other part. And I've heard some other moms talking about this this week too, um, that like their partners often and i guess this isn't true for all partners because you know brian did have to work this this year too but um a lot of the time the moms will make the holidays special yeah i know i feel like that we have kind of mentioned this on the show too that that you know if anything happens i mean i saw a lot of tiktok this year of moms that were like didn't have anything in their stocking yeah and their husband's like why do you not have anything in your stocking <gasps> No. And she's like, because I'm not going to buy myself stuff. And then he realizes like, oh, stuff has to actually be purchased to show up in there. It's not magic. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, seriously, I really do think that a lot of these husbands like get up on Christmas morning with absolutely no clue what their wife has put together for their children or them. Right. It's this idea of like learned helplessness, like yes. for some of these husbands out here. And, you know, just the same husbands that are like, oh my gosh, well, if she, you know, and then they'll shame her for not being Christmassy enough. Right. Or they'll be like, yeah, sure, I'll help around the house, but you have to ask me and tell me what I need to do. And it's like, no, no, that is not help. <laughs> you know? Right. Yes. Needing a detailed list and instructions is not help. No. Exactly. Or like the same people who will be like, yeah, sure, I'll take the kids out. And then they're like, can you just get them ready? two hours yeah. later yeah, and all you yeah. want to do is sleep well i just i do think that like adding in more you know surprise morning wake up things for kids is just putting more pressure on mothers because you're not seeing dads out here collecting stuff for easter baskets not all dads okay i know we have to always right. preface that and don't cover. don't touch halloween y'all because i cannot take another thing right before christmas don't touch it just well i mean I, you know i get exhausted by halloween <laughs> I know. I feel like I need to start thinking about their costumes like right now. Well, I mean, it's like who else is going to do it? I mean, when I was married, Andy wouldn't go, isn't going to buy their Halloween costumes. It's always been me. Yeah. His kids would have never had a Halloween if it wasn't for me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, it is holiday time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I am excited to see because I did. I mean, I feel like I went with stuff that like they are. Either, there's like two toys in there for each one. And then like a sticker book. And then like, of course, there's summer stuff and like two things of candy. I even put a whole bag of chips, like a grown up size bag of chips. And I was like, sweet. That takes up a lot of room in there. Like <laughs> Makes it look like a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I do like the idea of this of getting their summer stuff, like their goggles and that kind of stuff. Like, I think that's a good idea. And and the more that is more um, helpful than just like a basket of squishmallows that look like chickies or whatever. So exactly because I feel like spring is like two minutes, and then all of a sudden it's summer, and you're like, where are the swimsuits? And then you're looking through the drawers, and it's like this doesn't fit you. We need to run out and buy a swimsuit, and there's like two choices left at that point. So yeah, I just get it early. Well, we're down here at the beach and it's been warm enough outside that my kids have been to the pool now twice. Nice. Um, and incidentally, my my mother had their bathing suits here. Perfect. Um, I didn't have them at the house because apparently the last time they were together, they used them. So anyway, um, we put the old bathing suits on, back on my kids and they still fit. Like Hannah still got room in her bathing suit from last year. If she, Even if she grew this year, she could still wear it. So... I'm happy to not have to buy a swimsuit this year for either one of them. Perfect. Um, there you go. I mean, Hannah would like a new one mm-hmm. just because she likes to get new stuff. Yeah, of course. But I'm kind of like, it's not a priority that we have a new swimsuit because her old one does fit. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people have more than one swimsuit. <laughs> My kids, I swear they have like six. Well, last year Hannah had two and Daniel has several because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like his little like rash guard shirts... Mm-hmm. they're always i feel like too big when we first buy them right so he's got a lot of those rash guards that um that have been fit that fit for a long a lot of years um but like what kind of bathing suits do your kids wear well delilah is 14 almost 15 and only wants bikinis okay so i went uh target target has some cute bikinis and they have some that are like you know like the long line tops and like the full coverage bottom. So I was like, okay, like this is cute. Like it'll look cute on her and she'll feel cute. She'll feel herself, but she's also like not gonna like have a nip slip when she's running down the beach. Cause she is still like, I always describe her as like a Great Dane puppy. Like <laughs> she looks grown, but she's really like a kid still. <clears throat> yes, like so. all limbs. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like five foot nine. Like she, she literally looks like a 25 year old woman probably, unless you started talking to her, but but when um, she starts moving, it's like, she carries herself like a kid. still. she does. Yeah. But if you see her from afar and like people have honked at her on her bike, thinking that she's a grown up and stuff like, you know, anyway, so I got her a cute, like tie dye bikini and then, Oh my gosh, they had the cutest swim trunks at target too in the boys section. So I got Harrison a pair of tie-dye swim trunks, which I love tie-dye on little boys. I don't know. And then this other one, it was like yellow. And then the print on it was black seagulls. And I thought that was really cute too. That does sound cute. So you don't, he doesn't wear a shirt? No. I mean, most nine times out of 10 on the regular day, I can barely keep clothes on him. So I'm like, okay, can you just keep a swimsuit on so that, you know, the the family jewels are not showing while you're swimming? (laughs) Well, um, so when I first had Daniel, like as a new mom, you know, how you're a new mom when you're a new mom and you're like worried about everything. Right. Um, I started putting him in bathing suits from a very, very tiny, like even as a baby that -hmm. were like covered up rash guards. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the sun and I always have been. And Mm -hmm. I did not realize how afraid of it I was until I had a baby Mm -hmm. because already it's like, your baby could cry when it's hungry or get colic or whatever, but I don't want to add sunburn on top of that. Of course, yeah. You know? So, especially with Hannah Louise, oh my gosh, because she cried all the time anyway. So then if I, you know, were to add a sunburn on it. So, like, my two wore, you know, Daniel would wear, like, regular bathing suit bottoms and then, like, one of those shirts. And now, at 11, he 
he will not, he does not want to swim without a shirt on. Hmm. And it's not because he's like self-conscious of his body or whatever. It's because he's always swam with a shirt on. Right. It's, he's like comfortable. It feels weird to him to get in the pool with no rash guard on. Right. I used to know that this girl, maybe this is a 1990s thing and her, she was raised by a single dad. Maybe that's part of it too, but he always made her wear her, her underwear underneath her swimsuit and that's what she always did, even when we were, like, 16. Like, she'd want to wear her underwear under her swimsuit. Like, she was just her comfort thing. Really? Yeah, it was very interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Well, um, when we go down to the beach with Allison and her kids, you know, we do that uh, a couple times in the summer every year. Um, ever since our kids were, like, really little and we've been bringing them to the beach, like, her kids wear, like, these tiny little bathing suits. And, like, her son, like, he's, like, um, Harrison just, like, can barely keep a shirt on. Um, and, and I don't know if he's still like that now, but anyway, I've always like looked at her and said, how can you use this much sunscreen? How can you be this? How can you let them be out here all this naked? They're so naked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then there's my kids who have that like beautiful olive complexion. And the only time they have ever burned, I think in their entire lives is when we were in Hawaii. Like my kids, I'll just throw them into the sun. They will never burn. They'll just tan. Well, I don't know if mine will burn. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what would happen i've never I bet seen daniel it. would burn for sure because he's pretty fair well hannah has that hannah tans like a champ like you would not believe i know daniel again has worn long sleeves in the pool his whole life mm-hmm. so you know i don't know i don't know what i don't know which one of them i don't know how fast it would happen um i just know that whether they burn or not they don't need to be that exposed to the sun just with no yeah. protection for sure um you know burn or not there's still cancer so i just yeah and i (sighs) hannah is getting to wear like you know like delilah where she's interested in different kinds of bathing suits than what i usually buy her right um because i buy her like the one pieces that have long sleeves yes um or she has like a tankini or like you know she'll have one that's like a bikini that's got long sleeves yeah (laughs) um but she's never complained but lately she's been like I might want something else. Right. And I'm like, well, you can put the sunscreen on yourself then. Cause I mean, it's a lot of skin to show. I, I don't know. It just scares me. The sun scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I love the idea of you giving them all their summary stuff in the Easter basket. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I, it, it's pretty fun too. Cause they, you know, then they'll want to model it. It's just, it's a good time. Yeah. Well, um, so there's been some new planner releases or they're coming anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, did you order the Be Happy box? I sure did. Yes, me too. It's funny because... already shipped. Like, oh, as yes. soon as I ordered it, they're like, it's on its way. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, mine has already shipped. It's like, it's going to be here on Sunday. And I didn't pay for any extra shipping or anything. I wonder if mine has. No, it hasn't. Oh, no. Yeah, it hasn't. Um. Well, it's... We were talking about this Be Happy box last week on the show before we had really seen everything that was going to be in it, I think. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the wildflowers, the flowers are pretty, and I buy a lot of floral things for my planner. Um, But the the metal discs, I was happy that they included that. Yeah, I like that they're doing those. Although I do think that the Be Happy boxes are kind of coming out in like a formula now. It's like a notebook the metal discs and then some other accoutrements. Well, and I mean, I feel like that the last Be Happy box had discs that weren't even metal. 
Um, I think there were some metal discs in there somewhere. That was the Stargazer one, right? Is that well, there was some, okay, there was some Be Happy Box that had, like, those marble discs that were plastic, and then there was one that had those oil slick discs that were plastic. Hmm. Um, and then we had, there was the Be Happy Box that had, um, red discs, right? Or was it the yeah, black? Yeah, those were metal. Those were metal. Right, those were metal. Um, so they did have one with red metal discs. I'm not crazy. Yeah, that was the... Was that this last one? Yes, I think. I think that was this last Valentine's one. Okay, okay. And then prior to that, there was one that had black metal discs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this time, when I saw the mint metal discs, I knew that I had seen them before, but it took me a while to like put it together. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered because when I saw them, I felt a certain type of way. Like that's what I'm trying to say is that like I saw the discs and I thought, oh my gosh, that is something that I have wanted for a while, but I can't remember why. Right. Then I remembered that like three months after I entered the planner community, um, or no, three months I had entered. I entered the planner community three months after those metal discs were first introduced on Daydreamer. Yes, and That's I, right. I bought that planner only for those discs. So that was like the first time that Happy Planner ever did the Happy Planner Girls? Yes, I believe so. Right, and then I came in like, so that would have been, if I know their release schedule, that stuff would have come out like maybe October of 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I came into the community like April of 2019. Yeah. Or it might have been 2017, 2018. I don't know. I can't remember the years. Um, I I just know that I missed it by like just a few weeks and Mm -hmm. I just could not bring myself. There were plenty of places online where I could have gotten those metal discs, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't bring myself to spend the money on it. Well, they're so expensive. Those like OG things that you cannot find anywhere else. Like it gets so expensive out there on eBay and Mercari and stuff. Yeah. And I know that in my boxes of stickers, that I have Trendsetter and Daydreamer and Glam Girl and all the OG ones. I do have that stuff. And they re-released them, what was that, like 2019, somewhere in there? And those, like, uh, accessory packs with the sticky notes on the one side and then a few stickers on the right side. Right, and people were really excited about that. Yeah, so, and I think you could maybe still find those in store on clearance. I know I saw them a few months ago, at least. Right, my- well, and I feel like the Daydreamer... Wasn't the layout of Daydreamer like the first time we had it? Oh, that was Trendsetter. Trendsetter was the one that was that became the monthly. Yep. Trendsetter was the monthly. Daydreamer was a horizontal. If That's I remember right. Correctly. And then Glam Girl had lines in the boxes. Yep. Lined vertical. And then was there one? Oh, then there was Miss Maker in that one too? I no, Miss Maker was the following year. They had Goal Getter. Oh, Goal Getter. Yeah. Yeah. And that was an hourly planner. That's right. <clears throat> um... And then there was one other one, I think. Or was there just four of them? Ooh, I feel like there were only four. I feel like they do them four at a time, but I'd have yeah. to look. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But there's probably someone out there yelling like that knows what it is. But, I know. Just DM um, us if we're wrong. We're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, it was weird because it took me a minute to remember, why do you want those metal discs? Why do you want those mint discs? Yeah. And I think that they knew, like, I wonder if people have been asking for them or like people have been like, we miss the girls. And so they're trying to like recreate that. I do wish that they would bring back happy planner girls. 
Yeah, I love those like separate lines for like different personalities and I liked him too. And yeah. maybe even if they just even did like two Happy Planner Girls along with the twelve month release, because I do think it was kind of a lot to have your twelve month release and then Happy Planner Girls. That's just a lot of planners floating around out there. But maybe even just make two of them Happy Planner Girls. I would like that. Yeah, I would like it too. Well, and I I think that they ran out of like types like that I don't know if they just got like where they couldn't because this that last year that they did them stargazer and homebody and there was the minimalist one wasn't that a happy planner girl or no i don't think there i mean it might have been a happy yes i think that yeah that was last year or 2019 i think because they didn't do them in 2020 or 2021 oh i don't know i just know (laughs) that you know i'm so tired of seeing that homebody stuff oh my gosh yes i know and we have a friend who calls it like the grandma curtains (laughs) Yes, it's just, oh my, year after year, they're like, okay, we know y'all like to stay at home, homebody. I'm like, well, I like to stay at home with some colors. Well, the only (laughs) thing that I liked from homebody is the dashboard with that long checklist. Like, nobody wants these four boxes. I'm sorry. I'm a dashboard planner, and I don't want these four boxes. I just want a long checklist on the left, two boxes, and then a long one on the bottom. Yeah, why can't they hear you? I don't know. I do. Can I? Can somebody from Happy Planner call me? Set, schedule a call. Like I need to talk to you. Yes, because they finally heard and stopped shading things weird colors on the dashboard. Yes. So, and there was one other. There was one other dashboard planner that came out in that social type be happy box that had that long checklist on the side. Oh, I loved that and one. I that was loved, the only good thing that came yeah. from Happy though. Gosh. I know. I like that long checklist too, because when I do use a dashboard, I feel like I'm always covering up that box. I know. And re or here's the other part of it. If you're going to leave it four boxes, leave them blank. You don't need to title them. Not everybody's checking their calls and emails. Not everybody's doing whatever else you have on there. Right. Just they leave just, it blank. But they assume that oh, what there's like a two call box. Yeah. There's like a two call or to email or something. Right. Calls, emails, and then like the shopping list box. Here, I've got it right here. What are they? Uh, blank spread. It is focus on is the long one in the bottom. Calls, emails is the second one. Noted, get it done, and errands. Okay. Those are the categories, but not everybody's running errands or like has that many errands to do. Yeah. And you know, some of us get very anxious when they have to make a phone call. (laughs) It's so true. <laughs> so just seeing that on my planner is like, uh-uh, no, I can't. I don't want to. I switched mine up so that it's like a, it is an actual dashboard. So I changed it to all the different categories that I have in my planner. So that's like, you know, going to make me look at my other sections. So I write little notes about those other, like work or social media or home or whatever. Yeah, that's smart. That's how I use mine. Well, this week I managed to write in my daily duo like three days. Well, that is a win. We'll call that a win. And I learned quickly that it only takes like five minutes before I go to bed at night to just sit down in front of my daily duo and write out the next day's hopeful schedule. It doesn't have to be like when I wake up in the morning that I have to be stressed about the schedule that I made, but just knowing that there is like somewhat of a plan in place did make me more productive. Were you writing pen to paper or were you stickering also? How were you doing it? Just pen to paper this week. No stickers. Mm -hmm. I have like 10 tons of stickers with me down here at the beach thinking like I'll play my planners. Isn't that funny? Are you like drag all your planner supplies with you? I do the same thing. I do. And then sometimes like most of the time when I bring it down here, like I never even open them. 
no i do i do the that's you just described my life story i have a whole bag full of stuff and i'm like yeah sometime when i've got a minute i'll just sticker this planner and then getting it all out it's like once i get it all out i won't have enough time really to devote to it so and who gets a minute these days i know i know and i thought you know i'll even like plan out these days while we're down here at the beach to make sure that we get everything done and then today i just was like no 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 planning (laughs) no no planning today so ec has a new layout oh okay a new layout i hadn't heard about the new layout let me hear about it okay so and you know I hope that the people listening to this show know better than to come here for accurate news <laughs> Okay. Um, because we don't do a whole lot of preparation, but it's some kind of vertical spread that is just like, there's like four big boxes on each. Uh, yes, I did see this. It's like the compact vertical or something. Isn't that compact vertical? It? Yes. And I think I that it's only going to be an A5. I have heard this as well. It's not going to be in the seven by nine. Right. You're not going to get this in your classic size because there's a lot of people that have been asking for a vertical layout in the A5. And most people agree that if you do the traditional vertical, you're going to end up with like, you know how I feel about vertical mini. (laughs) I know Happy Planner's vertical mini is so weird. It's like, I mean, when I see people decorate that, I'm like, why? Like, this is the... And used to be Happy Planner... All the minis were horizontal. Mm-hmm. And that's to me is the way it should have stayed. The mini dashboard is pretty functional too. I'll have to say that. Yes. Mini dashboard gets a pass. Mm-hmm. But mini vertical, there's way too many planners with that. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to do. Trying to make us uh, right in there. I mean, <laughs> I kind of think that people who don't come for me or, or do let me know if I'm wrong about this assumption, but I do feel like sometimes people will try layouts just to have it on their feed. I've oh, done it. Yeah. I've tried a layout just to have it on my feed so that, you know, I could maybe get a feature on the Happy Planner website and, you know, get some followers or something. I don't know. I, I just don't see how. And listen, if you are a mini vertical planner and it works for you, I'm that's I'm going to be happy that any planner works for anybody. But I just when I look at that, I'm just like, I don't even have room to write my name in a box. Right. Like, what are we writing in there? Especially because I write with magic marker. <laughs> You know, yes. so yeah, but I think that what they were trying to say was that if we put the traditional vertical spread into the A5, it would be too small. So That's now they're doing it this way. Um, and they've made a change to the Daily Duo. They, they're claiming that now every, and let me see if I can say this right. The day of the week will always be on the same side of the page. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're not going to have a week where like you have Wednesday on the left and Thursday on the right. And then the next week you have, you, you know what I mean? Like this, the days of the week are always going to be on the same side of the page. Yes. Does that makes sense at all. What I'm saying. Yeah. Didn't they add a notes page or something or take it out? Yeah. There's more notes. I think they have added more notes to the, to the daily duo too. So that they so, would, so that there would be, so that they would be on the same page. Yeah. So that they could keep all of the, yeah, because, you know, right now I think that sometimes you'll have, like, you know, a Tuesday on the left and a Wednesday on the right and then Thursday. You know, like, I feel like that right now it's kind of random maybe. But yeah. I don't know. I've never had a problem with that. I've never had a problem with the way that it was before. But I completely agree that we need more notes pages. Mm-hmm. I think every planner needs more note pages at the end of every month. 
Yeah, I wish that Happy Planner would put more notes pages in between things yeah. so that like you could pull out just like a monthly spread or you could pull out just like a week and like I, it would it would make it more easy to freaking plan, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what else. Wrong Wrong's got releases too. What did you, what were you saying about her? Yeah, Wrong Wrong has a mom life sticker book and a Breakfast at Tiffany's sticker book coming out, which is exciting. Um, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. What, what do you have? You seen that one? Has she shown a preview? Yes. So it is like Tiffany's, like Tiffany blue, silver foil okay. with okay. like the Breakfast at Tiffany's characters from the movie. Oh, okay, that's cool. I was hoping it was going to have a lot of that pretty blue. Yeah, it does. It's definitely yeah. like that. I'm not sure where that was inspired from. It it that it, it's really pretty, but it does feel a little random. Yeah, that seems a little random too. But, you know, I her sticker books are cute, so they are. And maybe she got a lot of requests for that or something. I don't know. Maybe so. Um and well, have she's, you seen... she's always responsive, you know, to her. She is she is responsive and she's tried to make sticker books that were like very specialized. Mm-hmm. You know, like whole sticker books devoted to one, you know, like well, you have the mom life one. Yep. Yeah, but I feel like every planner brand almost has like a mom something sticker book. Well, that's true. Mom life is not that far. That's not that much of a stretch. (laughs) Um, And then how about our friend Amber, Damask Love? Yes, she's in Walmart. I saw this. It's so cute. And it's just like, it's craft kits. Which is perfect for her because that like encapsulates everything that she does. Well, it's perfect for me because Hannah loves to craft. Yes. And she loves just like a box that has all the stuff in it that she needs. Like last week from Target, I got her this thing where she can paint on these little window. Um, they, they're like little stained glass dangly things that you can like stick on the, on the glass, you know? Yes, I am aware of this. What are they called? Window something. Clings? Window. Oh. Yeah, they're not, they don't really cling to the window. They dangle. <laughs> window dangles. They're window danglers. <laughs> and they're not glass, they're plastic. So I hate to call them stained glass, but they have like a stained glass look about them. Window danglers, TM. Yeah. <laughs> get them at Target. Yeah, you can get them at Target. Also, if Hannah likes that stuff, I don't know if you're familiar, but Happy Planner has um, a new spinoff. Not new, it's new old. Uh, it's called Happy Crafts. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, they have the same things, like boxes of craft things. That's like that bead thing that Gabe gave me at Go Wild. That's Happy Crafts. And oh. Then that, yeah, then that like needlepoint thing too. Yes. Okay. Yes, they have okay. this. Well, Amber's, the ones that she has shown, and I've already like kind of started looking them up on the Walmart website. Like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And it just, of course it looks just like her. I mean. Oh, and all of her bright cuteness. I, used I to mean. See- she definitely has such a voice oh she's just I am such a fangirl over Amber all the time so I'm like let me get to Walmart and buy all this I know I hope that one day I'll get to meet her at a conference of some kind I know she used to frequent go wild well she is lovely in person as well um and she dresses so cute just oh I just I love this for that time like a unique style like that that it's not like forced like it's just you can tell that it just like radiates from their soul oh I feel like that when she does like try on stuff in her stories I love it I oh my gosh and then you know when she would unwrap that baby from its swaddle every morning I was just like oh <laughs> that was the 
cutest thing. I love it so much. I need her to make more babies just to have those videos. I know. I was like, okay, so whenever I'm not feeling good, I can just go look at her baby unwrap swaddle story highlights. And he was always so happy. I know. I'm like, who's this happy when they wake up in the morning? Not me. So happy. But if Amber was your mom and she was like, her beautiful face was looking down at you in a crib, of course you'd be happy. I know. And the way he would like stretch his little arms and just baby yawns are so cute. They are and sneezes. Oh my gosh. Heather Kell, speaking of babies, posted a story of her little Amelia sneezing in her story the other day. Oh my gosh. I need to see that. Oh, that was so cute. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that they made it home and everybody's home and happy and she's gorgeous and Heather has her in the cutest little outfits. I knew she would. I knew she would too. Heather's going to have that on point. Oh, yes. Get it, Heather. Yeah, I know. And um I I cannot help but notice that like we're still getting like steady content from Heather. Steady. Like she even the same day of or maybe it was the day before, but she posted a story of Amelia over here next to her in the crib or something. And then Heather's like typing away on the computer. And I'm like, girl, you are a boss. I'm like, how is she like she should be like laying in the bed? I know she had major surgery, man. Yeah, she did. They took her stuck her stomach open. (laughs) They took all and isn't it true with C sections, they take all your organs out and then put them back? That's what that's what I have heard, but I don't know. Um, I do know that Andy at one point did tell me that he thinks he saw my intestines. <laughs> oh my gosh. Apparently in the nineties. So, so I was not a C-section, but my brother was, they, my dad was in the room, of course, and they started the C-section and apparently like all the fluids from my mom were just like falling onto the floor. And he's like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> is everything okay like i see all of this going on the floor is this right um is it supposed to leak this way (laughs) just like splashing on people's shoes and stuff like look look childbirth is a wet business it is no matter how it gets done it is damp every time (laughs) and continues to be for several weeks postpartum yes Uh, and then the child remains damp until it's in college for real like Oh my gosh, Harrison beat your pants the other day. And I was like, boy, you have been potty trained since you were two. What are we doing? Well, I just don't. So I've been getting all of these. I've been buying all these vinyls. Like I've been buying. Okay. So apparently in the vinyl community, you're supposed to say you've been buying records. Oh, snap. You've been buying your music on vinyl. That vinyls is not the right way to say it. But anyway, um, but Hannah has been really into like looking at all of these records and she'll like grow to grab one with her hands. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you need to wash your hands before you touch any of that. Because I just know that they're sticky all the time. All the time. All the time. It's like they just keep their hands in jam all day. And Harrison will like walk up and want a hug and like his whole being, not just the hands, like the face, the hair, the, the shirt. I'm just like, I love you so much, but you need to like go hose down outside first. How is it that your whole front is dirty? Right. No, it's like they like face plant into their food. And I swear I try to teach them how to eat with a fork. (laughs) Oh, I know. They're so messy. It's crazy. They are. These little children. So speaking of vinyl and records. um, Yeah, we need to talk about Taylor for just a second. Yeah, you said you had some Taylor news. So I have some and I'll be your pilot. Well, no, because I kind of want to bounce some of this off of you, too, because um, so I went to the Charlotte Swifties Facebook group that I've been on for a while. And I said, Hey y'all, I need some friends. 
And I would like for these friends to be Swifty friends so that I can talk to them about Taylor and they won't roll their eyes or go to sleep like you probably will. Um, <laughs> but um, I know. So they invited me. Some of the girls responded and invited me to be in this group chat that they had already started. And, um, you know, we got to talking last night because this past week, y'all, we in Taylorland have been convinced that something was coming. Okay. And here's what we do. Let me just take it back like a little bit. Here's what Taylor fans do. And it's her fault because she, Taylor did this to us. Uh Taylor plants Easter eggs in her TV appearances, in her like Instagram posts, um, in her liner notes on her albums. Like, I mean, she plants like little tidbits of information, like all over the place. So the Swifty detectives in the community will see something come up on like Taylor nation on Instagram and then try to decipher what does this mean? Mm, Okay. So this past week, I guess last week, fearless Taylor's version had its one year anniversary. Yes. So Taylor nation posted on Instagram, this clip from one of the songs from fearless Taylor's version. That song was, Hey Steven. And it's four minutes and 14 seconds long. Mm-hmm. So all the detectives were like four minutes and 14 seconds. Wait a minute. Does that mean she's going to announce something on four fourteen? Mm-hmm. And oh. the, everyone in the community just assumed that that was true. Like we all just clowned all day yesterday, expecting new information. And the people in the community, not all the Swifties, but some Swifties got mad because nothing happened. Oh, so basically what happens is we sit around here and dissect everything that Taylor Swift on IG and Taylor nation on IG, everything they do, we dissect it all. Mm. And then we get excited and talk about it. And then nothing happens because we're all crazy and we're just making up. We're just grasping at straws here. Um, <laughs> like if they had posted a song that was four minutes and 27 seconds long, we would have all been like, Oh, four twenty-seven, it's coming. Um, <laughs> And you've got people out here like doing the math on the dates. Okay, 4, 14, 22. If you add all of those numbers together individually, you get 13. And that's her favorite number. And just like, I mean, the people on TikTok just go nuts. Well, yesterday on Twitter, there was a hashtag. It was hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. Okay. (laughs) And it's because nothing happened yesterday. And everybody got so worked up and so excited that a real announcement was coming. Could you imagine being Taylor right now? She's like, these women and men. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, so now, okay, so what? Now we're just going to cancel Taylor because some fans came up with a crazy theory and then she didn't deliver on it? Man, people people are crazy. It is crazy. It has just been, so like, I I don't know. A lot of us over here are like, could y'all just calm down? She's put out four albums in the last two years. During a pandemic. Yes. Like, can we just let her have a break? So all of this gets me back to this group chat. Yeah. So last night we're on the group chat and we're all talking about how we've been clowning around all week, like being excited and um, nothing's happened. And one of the girls was like, you know what? More than likely the announcement is just going to be that she and Joe are already married and she's going to have a baby. And everybody on the group chat just got so excited. They were like, yes, oh my gosh, we hope she's going to have a baby. Oh, we hope that they're married, all this stuff. And all I could think was the most boring thing that she could announce. Yeah. That she's pregnant. That is the most 
boring that's it's like now that she's 32 and she possesses woman parts yeah people are like she must get married and have a baby that must be her next thing that has to be what she wants to do next yeah and you know if that's what she wants i hope she does it but all i know is that like to be over here and it's totally normal for fans of female musicians to get excited when they get pregnant yeah but as a Tori Amos fan from years and years ago, motherhood can ruin the music. Oh, yeah. And I know that's controversial because women are supposed to be able to have children and do all the things and do it all. And, but motherhood changes your like internal thought process. Yeah. If you have like postpartum depression, it can really mess with your creativity. Well, even, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Just the way your brain, the way you think about the world changes entirely once you have another human being that you have to take care of. Yeah. So postpartum depression aside, like that can be worked through. But I mean, like Tori Amos's music was never the same after she had that baby. Yeah. And, you know, people are saying, well, she's happy now. So the music is not going to be as like, you know, tumultuous and angsty. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, that's what I prefer. (laughs) that's the the space and time that you're in right now I feel like I'm sensitive and I'm just like okay so why why is that the most interesting thing thing that Taylor could do oh let's have a baby it's like every woman has a baby like do something else I don't know do something more interesting than that maybe she'll come up with a makeup line well yeah she should do like a lipstick line for sure that'd be cool because she has all that red lipstick But, and like I said, and I was saying this last night in the group, like if she wants to have a baby, I hope she can. Yeah. Like, I hope that's what she wants because I know that there are people out there that want a baby so bad and can't have one. Uh And there are fans that would just be beside themselves with joy if Taylor had a baby, but I, they're like, oh, she'd be the coolest mom. And I'm like, I'm sure she would, but like, I know what motherhood is like. And I'm like, I just don't want that for her. (laughs) Like these kids are trash. It's too hard. It's too hard. Yes. I mean, I do think that I think that there is too much expectation on women in modern society. Like I feel like feminism is doing it wrong a little bit where they're saying that you can do it all because doing it all is exhausting. Yeah, well, I mean, doing it all is not equality. No, it's not. Like we we don't want to do it all. We want some no. help. We want equal partnerships. We what? want like why e- is that the goal? Exactly. Well, and like you have to look at the the concept of equality versus equity. Like a man will never have to breastfeed. Like um a cis man will never right. have to breastfeed. Um and you know, there are just things that, you know, women will need more support on as, you know, working parents, if they choose to work or even stay at home parents, if they choose to stay at home, just because they stay home doesn't mean like their partner can come home and like kick off their shoes and watch TV all night. Like we need help. (laughs) Right. Well, and I just, I feel bad for Taylor because I know that like, if she decides to spend her life traveling and enjoying her relationships and making music and she never has children people are going to be like oh my gosh she was so career oriented she wasted it she never had kids like jen anderson i mean aniston yeah you know jen aniston like never had kids and i don't know how bad she wanted them i mean the media don't know that nobody knows that right the media claimed that she did you know it was constantly is jen pregnant is is you know what i mean like it was constant all these years and it's like 
you know, why do we make these women have babies? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like Taylor's not going to be able to win either way, because if she does have a baby, then there's going to be all these mom expectations that are going to be put on her. And people will say that her craft suffers because they always say that about women when they have children. And if she doesn't have a baby, she's going to look, be looked at as too career oriented. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it would be so much harder to be in the public eye and have to make those choices. Yeah, exactly. Just like, um, and I know this isn't necessarily a choice. It's just going to happen, but like all the stuff that's going on with Ali Wong and she's getting divorced in the public eye and, you know, (sighs) there's like a lot that's being said about that. Yeah. And uh, you know, listeners, we've probably mentioned Ali Wong more than once, but, um, what's your name, Caitlin? You're not Taylor. (laughs) Like Taylor and I both love her. I can be Taylor if you need me to be. I mean, I'm, Taylor probably does love Ali Wong, but I don't know that for sure because yeah. I've never talked to Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Caitlin and I both love Allie and I just feel like I'm having like secondhand embarrassment for her. Yeah. Because she spent so much time on all of her comedy shows, like talking about her husband Yes. And not always in like the most flattering ways. Yeah, this most recent one, she's like, I can't wait to cheat on him. <laughs> but she's joking. It's jokes. It's the same way. I mean, how many male male comics have made fun of their wives on the stage? Like but I also do feel like those male I feel like male and female comedians, when there are jokes like that specifically, I do feel like there's a little bit of truth behind them. Like I always and I don't know if this is because I can feel energy and whatever, but I always got this energy that like, she didn't necessarily settle, but he wasn't like, he couldn't match her energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you sent me the article about them getting divorced and I have not had a chance to read it mm-hmm. um, just because I just haven't had time. I was sad to hear that news. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, did you, what did the article say? Did they give any details about um, no, but there is like big time racism going on around it. Um, okay. So Ali Wong did that movie on Netflix with that other, um, Asian American comedian. Do you remember this? Uh, yes, I do. Was it, um, it's, uh, Randall Park is his name. Um, yes, I, and it's called, um, always be my maybe. Yeah. So there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of people, news sources, sharing pictures of Ali Wong and Randall Park and being like, Ali Wong is getting divorced. Not even <gasps> actual pictures of her and her husband. So they're like, this Asian man will do. <laughs> you are kidding me. No. Okay, first of all, the man in that movie with her does not look anything like her husband. Nothing. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh i cannot believe okay i can't believe it why do i ever say that anymore i can't believe that when people do racist so things the, like there's that. a hashtag going around called hashtag wrong asian <gasps> see oh my gosh wrong asian i can't believe uh-huh. that that is so offensive very offensive wow wow yeah and i like him too the randall he's from um what's his last name randall park Yes, he's the one who is from um, Fresh Off the Boat. Yes, and he also did like a bunch of really funny stand-up. Just on, I'll send you one where he talks about a bathroom incident. That's so funny. Okay, yeah, I've never seen I've never seen his stand-up, but I do believe I think that he's the that um, and I have not seen enough Fresh Off the Boat to know every actor on that show's name. Yeah, it's Randall Park. 
Okay. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> I was like, yes, I think that's the same. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be guilty of the same thing that these people are crazy. But like, she has that going on and, and like just everybody commenting on like, because she is like the primary breadwinner. She talks about it in her comedy show and like, she was too strong for him. She made more money than her husband. So now they're getting a divorce. Like, shut up. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And, um, and this, this is not the same kind of incident as like the Will Smith, um, thing. No, but, um, I think that getting involved in people's marriages, especially strangers that are celebrities that you don't know, because I mean, yeah. we may think we know Ali Wong, but she's a stranger. Right. And just let her, and I know from like secondhand experiencing you going through a divorce, that stuff is hard, man. Can we just not like kick people while they're down? Well, I just, I feel like that, you know, going off of all the stuff that happened with Will Smith and the conversation around his marriage, Mm -hmm. yeah, his marriage has been on the table for discussion for the last few years, a lot of because they have made it so that we know about, but you know, the little bit of information that they've given us, just like the little bit of information that we have about Ali Wong's wedding, I mean, marriage is none of our, I mean, making these assumptions about people, nobody knows what goes on in somebody else's relationship, except the two people that are in it. And they had two kids very close together. And I'm sorry, but there is not a marriage out there. And if you, if you are the exception to the rule, I would love to know, but there is not a marriage out there or a partnership or whatever you're in that does not change and shift when you have kids. Yeah, that's, that's definitely hard. And they did have them close together. I mean, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Um, and she's two, busy and working and having two small children and he's a professional too. Yeah. And I'm sure there was some element that like, she wanted to get back to work because she's mentioned that in her standups that she wanted to, you know, be a working mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so sad. It's sad. And when I say like the secondhand embarrassment, it's because I laughed so hard at the things that she said about her husband in her last standup. Yeah. And all I could think was how cool to have such a secure marriage (laughs) that you can stand up here and say that kind of stuff. And it's like, I was listening to her and I was thinking, Oh, maybe you shouldn't talk about your spouse that way. I gave it a little side eye too. I was like, whoa. uh, I was like, this one is the worst because she's always kind of laughed about him. Yeah. Um, But it's always seemed kind of lighthearted, you know, like he was a Harvard MBA or whatever, and she didn't want to work anymore. And it was just cute and, 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 you know, innocent. Um, Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I have heard so many other male comics make fun of their wives. So Mm -hmm. it's not unusual for comedians to make fun of their spouses when they're on stage. So in my mind, I was like, Surely this is something that they discussed before she went out on stage. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And But I'm also sure that if they just announced a divorce, that things were probably pretty rocky when she did that show. Uh, yeah, that would be my guess too. Because the fact that this has come out so quickly after that new special. Or they might have been separated even at that point. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. But okay. I just, it's very sad to me. I, not because I have any kind of like emotional investment in their relationship, but because I don't know, I hate to hear that when after, after I thought, you know, they must have it pretty good. If she can talk like that in front of people and him not leave. Yeah. 
(laughs) I could not be married to a comedian. Like I couldn't be married to a comedian that's going to go out and like air all of our dirty laundry in front of people to get laughs. Like I just don't. Dude, I I would eat that up. I would love it. Anytime Brian tells jokes about, about me to friends, I eat that up. I love it. Well, and I might be okay with like the lighthearted ones, but I've heard some comics really go in on their spouses in ways that I could not handle, that I'm not thick skinned enough to handle it. So, mm-hmm. um, but then I, you know, well, I'm not married to a comedian, so I don't know. Maybe those women that are, are fine with it. I, they, yeah. Obviously you have to have enough communication to talk about like, I may say this in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Bert Kreischer talks about his wife too. Well, and I mean, I know that a lot, I mean, you've got comedians that talk about their kids and say funny things about what their kids do. And, yes. you know, it's just, they, they, they joke about their lives and what they know, but gosh, I do feel sorry for Allie. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, it cannot feel good to, because I mean, she also said in her standup that like, she, she really cared for him and like wanted to trap him. Like he was her goal man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like grow apart. That's got to not feel good. Yeah. Well, and divorce is really hard. Yeah. I mean, especially they've got two little, little babies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can attest that, you know, even almost two years since Andy and I split up, like divorce is the, like one of the hardest things to, oh, it's terrible. So no, I hate that for them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me see. Where even are we? Oh, Married at First Sight, y'all. Um, okay. And I'm going to get spoilers. I'm going to get spoiled because I have not had a moment to watch TV in like a year, it feels like. Yes. So before we talk about Married at First Sight, let's go ahead and take a quick break. <laughs> break. Yeah, break. And then we'll come back and talk about all this craziness. So be right back. All right. What did you do with your time, Caitlin? nothing i'm just chilling I'm sitting here <laughs> i'm actually stickering in my planner to be honest we just do so many fun things on that break you guys will never know <laughs> um okay so married at first sight how how far behind us how far behind oh i'm i'm weeks behind it's really fine you can spoil it you're weeks behind yeah let me see when the last episode is that i watched let me pull up my amazon prime Oh, see, I don't know if I can even have these conversations with you because you don't understand. You're not going to understand. I will understand enough. I've watched enough seasons. Oh my gosh. That Elijah Wan. Okay. Okay. What is happening with him? Katina and Elijah Wan. Okay. So this past week, they went on this couple's retreat to Vermont, like all the couples. Okay. And while they were there, they had like some time to play with like some alpacas at like an alpaca farm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, Katina and Elijah Wan looked like they had a fun time, like playing with these animals. Well, then after it was over and they were sitting down, like just chatting with each other. Yeah. I mean, he basically, it's like everything that she says, whenever they talk about life, he just belittles her. So they're talking about like, well, when do you think that you might want to be ready to have kids? And she's like, "Mm, probably about two years. Okay. And he's like, okay, so when are you going to be done with school? Cause she's still in school. Uh And she was like, I've got two years left. And he's like, well, how are you going to be ready to have kids? If you are just finishing up with school. He's like, you're not going to be ready financially to have children when you're just getting out of school. He's like, look, I have spent the last five years getting my life financially stable so that I will be ready to have kids. He's like, I don't know where you're planning to be in two years. And it's like, he's totally like, look at what all this that I've done, but you're not even ready. Ew, gross. 
And then, I mean, you saw, I'm sure the conversations where he told her, like, I'm just not really sure where you are at as a woman. Yeah. I have seen that. Yes. Like as being like being a woman is such a journey. Where am I at in my woman journey? Well, and I don't know why, you know, being the definition of a wife or of a woman even is like that you want to have kids. Well, and I mean, the, the woman conversation was more about him, like wanting her to cook and clean. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're on the same page as far as having kids, but you know, she said two years, a lot of people say two years after they get married. Right. And a very normal time. Right. And she doesn't know, like, she doesn't really know him. So maybe he could give her some time to like settle into their marriage off camera. Right. Well, it's just, I've, he, he is very objectifying in that he doesn't call her by her name a lot. When he's talking about her, he says, my wife, my wife, I'm really enjoying my marriage. But I think that the problem is that he really needs to find things wrong with her because he he's just not feeling it. I just don't think that he's into her. Hmm. And I think that it's easier for him to justify not being into her if he like can bring up all these things that make her like less than. Wow. So yeah, that's just my guess. And then of course, you know, Mark and Lindsay. Yeah, they're a train wreck. Um, well, Lindsay... And I, for I was team Lindsay for a while. Okay. Like I really was like, I understand a woman that gets called too much. Yeah. You know, that she's got a big personality and that, you know, she's too much, but at this point she's too much for me. And I have a very high tolerance. I have a high tolerance for too much. So, um, she just, so on the couple's retreat, let's see what, what happened. Um, he told her, I have set up this really nice sound bath for us. Oh, they're going to lay, they're going to lay on the ground and some guy's going to play those like singing bowls, you know? Um, and like, it's going to align their chakras and all this, which sounds totally up Lindsay's alley. Yes, it does. Like to me, that's like totally her thing. She's all into like crystals and naming her plants and, you know, she's very earth child. (laughs) So I thought this would be great. Well, then he said something like, cause you know, sometimes you have a tendency to be a little bit hyper and I thought maybe we could calm down. Well, yeah. she took a lot of offense to that and just like blew up and ruined the day. <clears throat> See so many of these people on this show, like, I feel like my husband and I have conversations like that and like, he will misspeak, but you have to communicate through it. Like you can't just be like, well, screw you and screw this and screw that. You have to be like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. And like, oh, it makes me so upset when all it would take is a little bit of normal communication. Yeah. And it seems like all of these couples, like it just, there's so many roadblocks with their communication. Well, okay. So, you know, Noy and Steve. Okay. Okay. So Steve doesn't have a job. Yes. That's been a problem for them. Yes. He has made it very obvious or very clear that he has plenty in the bank and doesn't need to be stressed. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of their drama and all of their conversations are like devoted to when are you going to get a job? How are you going to support us? How are we going to make ends meet? I'm afraid that if you don't have a job, like, why does he not just show her? Yeah. Like, why doesn't he just open up his bank account? Yes. Like they're married. Like, and even if they decide not to stay married, then so what she's seen his bank balance. Right. Like, I mean, they're married by law. Like they're legally married. Why has she not seen his bank balance? 
Yeah, I agree with you. It's like they're just trying to drag out some drama that could easily be nipped in the bud. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, but she also has been way over here on Instagram posting things like sometimes you just realize that you deserve better. I have seen this. Yes. Yes. And he and the experts are telling her, you have to stop. You have to stop doing this. You have to stop putting out stuff about your relationship on Instagram. Like you have to, and she is digging in her heels in front of him and all the whole rest of the world and saying, I will post whatever I want to anywhere I want. What? That's so weird. And he is like, so you've had me and the experts say this is not healthy. Yeah. She's like, nah, I'm doing what I want. (laughs) Oh my. So I don't know where that's coming from at all because like she was ready to tell him that she loved him on the honeymoon. She was, she seems very, I don't know, man, like hot and cold. Like she can fall in love really fast, but then like you get on her bad side and like, she's going to be pissed for a while. I think she's very immature. Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's it. She's coming across as like a child. Well, I'm going to post whatever I want to, you know, Gross. I'm, I do what I want. So, yeah. and then the other couple, the borings, I call them the borings because they're the most boring couple I've ever seen on the whole show ever. Yeah, the borings. <laughs> Michael and Jasmina. There is nothing interesting about them at Do all. They like each other. Um, I, I never could tell. No, she doesn't seem to like him very much. But in this most recent episode, they've started to look really cute and like they might be heading in the right direction. So oh, of good. the four couples, to me, they have the best chance of staying together. Uh-huh. Yes, I think that they might say yes on decision day. But I don't mm-hmm. know because she doesn't really seem to. She's not trying to jump him, if you know what I mean. I know. Yes, I know. And while I think he is really boring as far as, like, television entertainment, Mm -hmm. I think he's a great guy. Okay. Yeah, I really like Michael a lot. He's probably my favorite of the husbands. Um, Oh, good. But he is boring. (laughs) But there's nothing wrong with boring. It's just not for a TV show. Right. So maybe he's going to be a good husband for her, but he's not great to watch on the show. That's what I'm thinking. And that's why I think like, as they get closer and closer to decision day, there's stuff happening in that relationship that we're not seeing on camera. Hmm. Maybe they're private, more private people. Yes. Because after this last episode, Jasmina does look a little bit more like she is coming around and she's been tough to read. So Well, that's my assessment of what's happened so far. There's like two weeks left. Not there's more than two weeks left. Like in this. I wonder if any of them are going to stay together. I wonder if this is going to be like a lose lose situation. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Last season, no one stayed together. I remember this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I thought that last season was the worst one with Mirla and Gil and all them. Oh my, that was so sad. Gil really loved her, and then she was just like, no. Right. But you have to remember, like, even the way that she came across on the show, a a lot of people are trying to not come across a certain way on television. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that at the end, when Mirla and Gil decided to stay together, it felt to me like she probably wanted for all of this to be more private and did not realize going into this how much of it would be like, how emotional it would be, you know? So I feel like that she caught him off guard because after decision day, when the cameras were gone, she was like, no, this is not working. Yeah. But didn't want to come across as like a villain on the show. But then she came across that way anyway on the, 
like on the reunion or whatever. Yeah. I, I know. I know. And maybe they were they still together at the reunion? I can't remember. No, they um, weren't. They that's when they announced their divorce. And oh. like Gil cried. Do you remember Gil cried? I know. And I he'll that find so somebody. Sad. He'll find somebody. He's a gorgeous human. He was I was like, sign me up. <laughs> well, there was a lot of stuff though between them that did not make it onto the show though that she has talked about on podcasts and stuff after. Oh my god, of course she did. Like his spending okay you know what i mean that like he didn't have a handle on his finances and it wasn't so much the like the difference in who made more money yeah it was that he was irresponsible oh like you know she said like it didn't matter so much like how much money he made it's just the way he spent it was Mm. you know and she was this like kind of you know she loved to spend and save yeah well she had the money to do both and he was probably trying to match that energy but she also liked to do nice things and like go out to nice places and like wanted for him to dress a certain way yeah she was taking him to like Prada and stuff like that so maybe he was spending and just trying to keep up with her yeah maybe so but again we can't know what happens in anybody's relationship like we even, when we, not know. Yeah. even when we see it on television like yeah, playing out live yeah so oh my gosh well we are gonna wrap the show up today with our currently pages quickly yeah. And I put all the currently topics in the chat there. For I you. saw that you are such a fantastic partner. But I am going to need for you to catch up on married at first sight because I do not want to have to run that conversation. For, like, if my house can stop falling apart. I will get on that. Yeah, that's true. You've had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But I make time, man. Well, the, the extra time I have is filming and you know, I'm trying to hustle over there on YouTube. I get up at 6am on Thursday morning and catch it before anybody else does. My kids cannot stand married at first sight. They do not want me to watch it. So. <laughs> oh my God, these children. I watch it quietly in my room alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we'll just start with, um, what are you reading? Are you reading anything? Um, guess it yeah. <laughs> I am actually reading something, a physical book in my hands. Really? Uh, yeah. So all those nights when we had no power, I was like, okay, well, what can I do that the kids are going to sit here and be quiet for a little bit, and not try to kill each other. Um, so we started reading and I've been reading out loud to the family kite runner. And we even kept, we're keeping it up after, cause the TV's working now, but you know, the internet's back. Um, and so part <laughs> Part of it is because number one, I want to read to them and I think it's fun. And also for whatever reason, Harrison and Brian pass out <laughs> like 10 minutes after I start reading. And so bedtime is much easier. <laughs> really? Oh, I love that. That it makes them sleepy. Yeah. So, and like Brian um, has dyslexia and so he likes to hear the story, but reading has always been hard for him and reading has been hard for Delilah. So it's just like a nice thing that, you know, we're all sitting together and doing it. We turn off most of the lights. I have a little flashlight over there and yeah, it's been really nice. So we're reading the kite runner right now is book number one. I think that is such a good idea. Yeah. It's a good story. I I forgot how good that one was. Yeah. I was going to say, have you read the kite runner before? I have. Yeah. And a thousand splendid sons. Both of them are really good. Oh yeah. Same author, right? Yeah. Khaled Husseini. I hope I'm not saying that incorrectly. I probably am. Well, I, I remember I liked the kite runner. I didn't, I didn't read the other one. Mm-hmm. I think a thousand splendid sons is actually better. That's my favorite one, but I thought this would have more things for boys and girls in it. Um, well, I think that that is so amazing. And I have always loved that you read to Brian. I think that's so sweet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that y'all like to do together. And um, yeah, you got to figure out something to do when you don't have any internet or electricity, just like in the olden like, days. It was like camping. <laughs> it's like old timey. That's right. Getting out my candle. But it's going to take us forever to get through this book now because like 10 minutes after I start reading, they're asleep. So I have to stop. Oh, that must be frustrating for Delilah. Yeah. Well, she's okay. She's actually over there like doing her planner and like playing with her Barbies or whatever. She's not as into it as I thought she'd be, but she oh, sits okay. quietly and is, lets us do our thing. Well, maybe if it was a different book. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she'll get into the next book. The next one. Yeah. Well, that's at least she's not like making you miserable because she doesn't like it. <laughs> no, she'd be in bed if she was doing that. She's Trust me. If I was reading a book and Hannah didn't like it, she'd be like, oh, and she would just make me, yeah, she'd have to go to her room. <laughs> Good night, Hannah Louise. Good night. <laughs> um, okay. So I have started Where the Crawdads Sing. Ooh, okay. By Delia Owens. Owen? I don't know if it's Owens or Owen. Okay. Um, Taylor has written a song for this movie. Okay. And that's coming out in June, I think, July, June or July. But you're um, reading the book, is that right? So I wanted to read the book because the movie's coming out and, you know, obviously if Taylor puts her stamp of approval on it. Um, <laughs> but there's been some controversy around the, the author of the book. So oh. I'm kind of starting to not, I don't know, I'm going to have to read more into it. It's very early days. I don't know much about the, I don't know anything about it yet to even really comment here on the show. Yeah. Um, I just know that she and her husband used to live in Africa. Okay. And um, they were advocates, ad, ad, what is it? They were activists against poachers. Like they were okay. trying to prevent poaching, mm-hmm. um, which sounds good in theory. Um, but apparently someone was murdered. Oh. And she and her husband are said to have maybe known something about it. Like a poacher was murdered, like a guy who was trying to kill animals or whatever. And Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much of, I I really don't, like I said, I have not seen or read much about it yet. Well, if it was a poacher that got murdered, that sounds like a instant karma to me. Well, I know, but then she had all these comments about like the country itself. Oh no, can't do that. But like, I know that at least what's been said is that her comments were coming from a place of like animal activism and like the people that like kill elephants and kill, you know, like, Okay. It wasn't so much just, it, it was. It's, it's interesting and you got to look into it. More. It's interesting and I've got to look into it and. Um, and you're not, I, you're not giving a comment at this time. <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough information to have a comment. Yeah. Um, I just know that there's a lot of people that were like, oh my gosh, how can Taylor write a song for a movie that was written by this lady? Oh, well. And okay. you know, I, that am I supposed to stop listening to Taylor Swift altogether now because she wrote a song for this movie about this? I don't have any, I don't know. It's like the, 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 the well is too deep. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to look into it further. Okay. Well, let us know what you find out. Yes. But that is what I'm trying to read. Uh, mm-hmm. Just of course, anything I pick up is going to have some controversy. <laughs> it's like the opposite <laughs> of the Midas touch. I'm like, like, can I just read a book? Does everything in the world have to be written by somebody awful? I think you know, it might. I think it's it might. like, does every white person in the world that's ever made art have to be terrible? I don't know. I mean, some of these white people out here are just very embarrassing. So. I'm serious. It's like, okay, I feel like I can't pick up anything because like everybody out there, everybody's just awful. I'm just like, oh, 
Yeah. <sighs> Just, yeah. Exhausting. And I actually had, and this is, you know, getting off the currently page. Um, but I mean, I saw for the, I am 40 years old y'all. Okay. And for the first time in my life in the South, which this is hard to believe, I saw and heard a white person call a black person, the N word to their face. Oh no. Like it happened to me out in a public place. And mm-hmm. I've seen the videos online of this happening. Mm-hmm. And of course I trust my black friends that this happens. Of course yeah. I'm not naive, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like, even as a Southerner, you would think that this would be something that I had seen before, but no, I, I was at target and saw a man yelling at this young black girl that worked at target. No, I mean, just, she couldn't have been more than like 18 Ugh. tiny little girl. Like I just wanted to, I wish that I had had the strength and the wherewithal to get myself out of my car and say something to him, but he was a large man. Yeah. And you did say that by the time that you kind of wrapped your head around what was happening, the store employees had moved in and everybody was like taking care of the situation. Yes. But he not only called her that, but then someone else in the parking lot was trying to defend her and he called them that too. Oh, gross. So it's like, this whole incident was just, it happened so fast. And then the next thing I knew security was out there and the guy got in his car and drove off. What is wrong with some of these white people out here? What, what, where is your mother? Like, yes, yes. And I I just feel so sorry. I just know that there is probably some woman at home married to him. Oh my. And you know, she may be awful too, but what I'm saying is just like, oh, oh, it was just so, so basically Target must have been really busy that day because the kids and I have been sitting out at curbside for like 20 minutes waiting for our order, which never happens. Mm -hmm. I'm never waiting for 20 minutes ever. Yeah. So they start bringing stuff out and one car drives away because they got their stuff. And then this guy pulled in like right in front of me, like our cars were like nose to nose. Gross. And he got out of his car in a couple, like he sat there for a couple minutes and waited like the rest of us were and seemed normal. And then he got out of his car and I said to my children, I said, that man needs to get back in his car. I can look at his body language and tell that he was trying to cause a problem with some, for somebody. Well, and I feel like as women, we're on like high alert. Like if a man gets out of his car, we're like, what? No. Mm -mm." Well, and especially in a place where you're not supposed to get out of your car. Yeah. Like you don't get out of your car at curbside. Like you wait. Right. Or like if you're stopped at a red light and a man gets out of his car. Yes. So he gets out of his car and he's holding his phone up in the air. Oh, because you know how, when you go do target curbside pickup, there's like a code that comes up. They're supposed to look at. Yes. So he's standing there and he's holding his phone up like, hello, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And finally the two girls that were working there came and put some stuff in his car. And then he started yelling at them and you know, fussing about how long it took and just all this kind of stuff. And the girl finally walked away. She was walking away when he yelled it at her. And I can't even quote it the way he said it or what context. I just know that it was said. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I'm like fumbling with my phone. Like, do I need to record this? Like, do I need to help her? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it was just, it was very scary. And I've seen these kind of videos and these incidents go viral on the internet before. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even have like, I was all thumbs. I, like, I couldn't even work my phone. Yeah. It's like, by the time it was over, 
it was just, it was so crazy. And, you know, I say, I don't need to say that I'm shocked by racism because I'm not, but this was like, this was not like, this was a display that I had not seen in person before. So it was just, and even my children know enough about the world to know exactly what happened and why it was wrong. Mm. And we talked about it on the way home. Yeah. And, um, you know, they both were in shock as well. So I hate that they didn't make it 40 years like I did. Mm. Um, but anyway, that was a digression. <laughs> but that that's, like, that's the only thing that happened this week that is even me- worth mentioning. Yeah. So, but after the guy left, the security guards actually came to my window and asked me to like tell him what happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him everything that I saw. And um, then one of the guys said, well, we have all of his information from his online order. Oh, yikes. Okay, well. So I don't know if he got a uh, trash racist. Maybe you shouldn't like give them all your information. Yeah, like those people know where you live. So I don't know if he got a visit later, but I kind of hope he did. I hope he did too. <laughs> I hope somebody drove to his house. <laughs> oh, all right. What's next? Okay, we are on planning. What are you planning right now? Are you planning anything? Um, I'm planning to get a job. Yeah, girl. Me too. Um, the rubber must meet the road next week. Yes. So I took that first week of that week of my birthday and I've done a few things and I've done a few tweaks on my resume now. Like I have kind of gotten started. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this week, obviously is spring break and I have spent it all just devoted to the, the kids. Um, but yeah, next week is the time. Like I, I know that I'm not going to find a job in a week. I'm not naive, but I'm hoping to, by the end of next week, have put out as much as I possibly can. Um, So um, I'm not feeling like I'm feeling stressed or not stressed, but I know that like the time to relax is over. Mm -hmm. Like it's time now to, to move forward with this thing. So that's what I'm doing. So what are you planning? Uh, planning. Um, well, I've started planning. We are officially official going to the beach this summer. So I've started planning, you know, looking into beach houses and stuff. So I've started planning that. So that's going to be fun. Haven't gone to the beach in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been since 2019, summer 2019, because we didn't go summer 2020. Yeah. So, um, are you like looking at houses and planning dates and yeah. And like, we are trying to coordinate with my, um, sisters-in-law and that kind of thing. So we're trying to figure out, um, you know, if we can all go together, what our comfort level is, all of that. So, yeah. Um, so we're trying to do that. And then I'm not planning Easter anymore. I keep thinking like right now, all I can think about is Easter because we have like <laughs> Passover tonight and then we have Easter brunch with my parents on Saturday and then Easter egg stuff with our neighborhood on Sunday. So it's like in the forefront of my brain as to what's being planned. Right. Well, that is definitely the next thing. It is. Um, and then I'm planning. Yeah. Same like you just planning to get a job because summer is coming very quickly and, uh, they're going to stop paying me at some point. So, yeah, I know. I hate that you're in that position. I mean, I think that um, all that we have seen over the past few months or weeks or however long it's been since you've known about, you know, your, your job, 
-hmm. that maybe this is the best thing that maybe you don't need to stay at that place anyway. Yeah. And I mean, like right now I'm just an angry phase. Like I've learned some things and like some things have come out and like, I've heard what next year is going to look like and what a future year is going to look like. And I don't really want any part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And see, I kind of felt the same way Uh by the time, by the time we, um, by the time I left, I was like, Oh, there was, I can't believe I stayed as long as I did, but you know, in your case, everything seemed so perfect until that email went out. Well, and that's the, that's the problem. I think like, I just, when I started working there, everything was very transparent. It was like, this is happening now. This is, you know, this is where we're at. These are the numbers. Like everything was super transparent. And over the last year or two, it's really gotten that feeling of, um, I don't know how to describe it other than like, And if you're a teacher, you might know how this feels, but there's like, there's like a separation between admin and teachers and a lot of conversations happen behind closed doors and things are sprung on you. And there's a lot of anxiety that happens a lot. Like it's really transitioned to be that type of education. And that, that isn't what I signed up for. Um, Because bottom line work environment is the most important thing to me. Well, when I was enjoying my job teaching, you know, like when it was good, when I had great friends at school and I felt like my admin was supportive. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, those, I have to say those times, those moments were few and far between because for whatever happens. And I don't, and I know that when you're an admin, that there's pressure on you from above. Yeah. So I don't doubt that like, the admin that I've encountered in my life haven't had pressure from their bosses too, but I just, what happens? Principals and assistant principals that listen to this show, not saying that you're like these people, but Mm -hmm. like what happens between leaving the classroom and becoming an admin where you stop caring about teachers? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, when I think about the people that I worked for at my school, Obviously, it's important for the admin to care about the students. I would not want for the admin to not care about them. Yeah. But they need to remember that, like, the teachers, we've got the students. Right. And, no, when like, like, it's not one against the other. Like, yeah. Like, like, sometimes feels like admin will try to pit us against, like, teachers as a whole against admin. Yes. And all we want to do is help. Like, just tell us what we can do. Well, I just... I. A lot of the things that happened at my school, I felt like happened because my administration was trying to, you know, err on the side of the student. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the best course. A lot of times students need to learn from failure and hardship and from their mistakes. And like that is the way that education functions a lot right now in this country is that teachers, there's no backup, right? Like we and there's no consequences that we can give. Like I've heard stories about kids like beating up teachers and then they're in the same classroom the next day. I obviously don't have anything like that going on, but, um, and I I do still feel like my admin is supportive in that way, but it just feels like, you know, like you said, everything was fine one day and there had been some like mumblings and rumblings about like, Oh, in a couple of years, we might have to do something, but nothing, nothing was said this year. Yeah, the way they kind of sprung it on you, I felt like was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I don't know, like I said, I don't know what happens. Like when does, when do you become an administrator and stop worrying about the welfare of the teachers that you're there to support? I mean, right. 
it seems to me that if I was going to be a principal or an assistant principal, if I went into someone's room to do an observation or an evaluation on them, I would be there in a supportive capacity. Okay. Here's how I can make you better. Mm-hmm. Not here's how I can catch you doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And for me at my school, the environment was, if we come in your room, we're not trying to support you. We're trying to catch you. Yeah. I always we're trying to like catch that. you not doing your job. Right. And, you know, once they came into my room enough times and realized that they weren't going to catch me not doing my job, then they started picking apart the way I was doing my job. Yeah. So, you know, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I wish that something would shift in our country when it comes to education, because I have children. We look at all these children. I mean, we want Taylor Swift to have a baby. Like, why do we keep trying to get people to have babies? There's not going to be anybody to teach them once they're five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just very frustrating. And I'm sorry for you that you're even in this situation, especially because the whole time I've known you, you have done nothing but rave about your job. Yeah. And like, I mean, it sucks when teachers are basically like, punched down upon so much that they, you know, even the, the best of us, you know, the ones who are passionate and creative, um, and like work thousands of hours to make sure that our beautiful lessons come off without a hitch. And anytime an administrator asks us to do something, we say, sure. Yeah. I'll jump on this because it's going to make my program better. Once, once that those people have been for lack of a better term, abused enough that we want to leave education. I think that's really sad. I do too. I know firsthand probably 10, 15 amazing teachers that have been run out of the classroom. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's just so sad because we have to teach the people in this country. Like there's people need, oh, we could go, we could do a whole episode about this. We could. Let's get back to the currently page. What are you watching? watching so we're still watching that i think it's called resident alien or something oh yeah you love that right we love it it's very cute we just finished season one now there's season two so we're gonna start season two pretty soon well i have never seen anything on the sci-fi network so maybe i'll have to give it a try you can Um, purchase it on the amazon prime if you don't want to go onto the sci-fi network oh well i mean i don't have like a problem with it i just have never seen a show on there that was you know necessarily like down my road <laughs> down <laughs> i watched so many of those because of the husband that i'm married to well i mean like okay so on the office dwight is obsessed with battlestar galactica oh yeah and isn't that a sci-fi network show i think it is i think so yeah um and it has a lot of seasons like if i were to start that that would be a great undertaking but yeah. um you know i i don't even know how to access i guess i would have to get it on amazon prime but mm-hmm. um do both your kids like it is harry like it too he does yeah he, harrison would rather be watching he's so funny he would rather be watching south park or rick and morty or futurama or something i swear he's like gonna skip his entire like little kid time and he's gonna go right to being just like a 10 11 year old boy <laughs> well i was talking to andy the other day and i was saying i think i want to start watching south park with daniel and hannah mm-hmm I was like, Caitlin watches it with her kids. Yeah. And her youngest is even younger than Hannah. So, um, and then we remembered that like, I don't know, is it the first episode of South Park with the anal probe? 
<laughs> yes. And I was like, Daniel Spicer is not ready for the anal probes. He's just not. Like, I know him. I know how old. I know, you know, like, he's just, <laughs> there, there will, he will get to an age where he will find that hilarious. Yeah, and that, like, our family is just really, like, chill about those kind of things. Like, I know, I, I'm sure your family is too, but, like, it's just kind of ingrained in the culture of our family. Well, no, I am. I'm chill about it. I just know my son well enough to know that he will crumble at that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, I am watching The Office. As always, um, I'm rewatching. Well, I've re- I've been rewatching Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and um, there was something else. Parks and Rec rewatch. Oh, that sounds lovely. But now I can't remember what else. Um, normally, this is like my category. Like I love watching, but I I don't really guess I have anything interesting. We went to see Sonic the Hedgehog two, uh huh, and I fully recommend it. Oh, it sounds cute. It, it's very telling me about it. My, I think my mom was talking it up and saying that yeah. we see it in the theater. It's very cute. And we did go to the theater and see it, which was very like spontaneous for the moment. Um, Hannah just mentioned the Sonic movie. And then I was like, wait, that just came out, right? And then we just got in the car and went to see it. See, there is um, nothing about the theater that entices me anymore. Um, no, we had a great time. I loved it. I used to love going to the movies. Um like way, way back before COVID, like I would go once a week by myself. Right. Um, so, and I think that it is an experience, you know, like, yeah, it is. I can see that it's going away, that it could go away, but I, I do kind of, I do kind of like it, you know, the big moment where the lights go out and, you know, the movie starts. It's like, yeah, I love that. Um, like movie theaters and malls. Have you seen malls lately? Have you been into a mall? I have not been in, in a mall. Ew. I went in one recently before Go Wild and it was the craziest experience I've ever had. There was nobody in there and all the stores were like empty. Like there were places for lease. There's like two stores open. It was odd. It was like a bunch of old women walking, like doing their laps. And then of course, like the people ice skating in the middle because there's a skate, skate rink. But other than that, it was like empty. Was so really? weird. Yep. Yeah. The last time I went to the mall, there were so many stores that had just closed like they were just like empty yeah and Um, I remember like walking around the mall with my friends like it was bustling and everybody was there and this it was was kind of sad actually yeah it is kind of sad Mm -hmm. yeah I hate that well it's just a shift in our society right Amazon Amazon Amazon. (laughs) yes I mean that's that's like me I mean I go to Instacart to search for something before I go to Amazon because I'm like somebody will bring this to me Right. I can't imagine being like my mom and my aunt. So my mom and my aunt would take all of us kids with them to the mall for the day. One of them would sit with us at like the play area in the mall and the other one would go off and do their shopping and then they would switch. So they literally planned like their shopping stuff around an entire day at the mall. I can't even fathom that. Yeah. And see, I have learned in my like older age Mm -hmm. that there's a couple different kinds of shoppers. Yeah. You know, there's people who just like go to the mall and they have no idea what they're there for. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go to the mall and they browse around and they shop and they buy what they want and they don't have a plan. Yeah. Um, that is not me. Me either. I can't I, like, I can't do like Marshalls and Ross where you're just like looking through the racks. Like I can't do that. No, I, and I, that's like, 
I, I can't, I can't even just all of these people that are like, oh, it's so fun to just go and walk around Target. No, 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 no. If I, if I need something from Target and they won't bring it out to my car, I will order it from Amazon instead. I do not, I do not find it relaxing to walk no. around Target. Now I'm glad that other people do. Yeah. And that it's there for them. Um, I think it's kind of silly when people like act like liking Target is a personality trait. Liking um, Target. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, if you're not a Target mom, what kind of a mom are you, Leanne? Oh my gosh. Just not even worth it. Uh, nope. <laughs> but you know, I am the type of person that's like, if I have to go into a store, if I have to, mm-hmm. then I know exactly what I'm going to get before I walk in. Yes. That's the kind of shopper I am. I'm not a browser. Mm-hmm. I go in with a purpose. I get what I'm looking for and then I leave. Mm-hmm. and I I've never been good at and I'm like you like trying to like go through the racks at Ross I have no. done it before I have I have been capable I have at times just said let's go to Ross and see what I can find uh, no but even then there was like an objective like I knew okay you need two dresses right <laughs> and I can't find them anywhere else so we're gonna try this one last well week. just you know it's just when you know okay I need two dresses for this weekend wedding thing and you go into the store with the purpose of looking for two dresses, but just like to wander in with like no list or not needing anything at all. And then just like wander around is not, I'm not good at that. I can't, I can't do it. My mom is like that. Like my mom used to be like, look what I found at Ross today. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh my gosh. What was the occasion? Why did you go to Ross? Why are you even there? <laughs> it's like, mom's like, well, I'm going to the mall. I'm like, why? <laughs> Why would you subject yourself to other people? Why do you need that? And that's, oh my gosh, the kids and I, and I'm going to turn them into me, Caitlin. I really am. And they're just going to be miserable, sad people like I am because we're driving down the road and I'm like, do y'all see this? Like everywhere we go, there's people. I'm like, we can't go to the gas station. We can't go to Sky Zone, the trampoline park. We can't go, we can't drive down the road. There's people everywhere. You go to the park, there's people. You go to the bowling alley, there's people. There's people everywhere you go. It's crazy. Why so many people? Why? They're everywhere. The world is crawling with them. See, and my kids are the exact opposite. They're like, let me hang out with every single person that I possibly can. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, and I guess, well, Hannah's like that. She loves the social stuff. But Daniel is just like, put me in a room alone with an iPad and a box of Ritz crackers and he's set. See, I think the pandemic has changed Delilah. She used to be like that, but now she's like, let me see everybody. That's not you. (laughs) Anybody but you, please. I know. (laughs) So what are you eating? Oh, eating? Um, What am I eating? Last night we had chicken nuggets for dinner. Oh, well, we have a drinking category. I'll save that for drinking. Um, I think I talked about that one already, but anyway, um, I've been really into like cherry tomatoes, like the little ones that you can pop in your mouth. Oh, I love those. I love them. Yeah, we ended up finding, okay, so this is so random, so Portland. We found this like store we can get bulk sizes of like just fresh produce. And so we bought like 20 pounds of containers of cherry tomatoes and we're eating like all of them before they go bad. Well, I can just eat cherry tomatoes like as a snack. Same. Yeah. Like I don't need to dip it in anything or put it in a salad or anything. I just... Yeah, I love that. So I I wish I could say I'm eating cherry tomatoes. Um, What am I eating? Bagels. Mm. That's my favorite food for a while. Um, And I like to 
make a sandwich with a bagel, not just like have a regular sandwich on bread. Like I like to make my turkey sandwich on a bagel. Fancy. Yes. Um, I'm not really into like bagels for breakfast, like with cream cheese. I like that. I do. I did some food that I like, but I've really been enjoying, like I made pizza bagels one night where I put like the sauce and the cheese and stuff on them and like broiled it in the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm into that lately. I think I just Instacart recommended them to me a few weeks ago and like the grocery shopping. And I was like, Oh, I haven't had a bagel in a while. And mm-hmm. now I can't stop buying them. So that's what I'm eating right now is bagels. What kind of bagel? Are you like an everything bagel or like what's your um plain plain? Yeah, I the everything bagels are just too messy. I love an everything bagel. Well, I mean, I like the way they taste, but I just I don't like that every bite I take there's like a shower after onto the plate. Like <laughs> <laughs> then you just dump the rest of the seeds into your mouth. There you and go. then you have them in your teeth for like the next two weeks. <laughs> Everybody can tell when you've had an everything bagel. Yes, there's a cheddar jalapeno bagel too that's pretty good. Ooh, who makes that? Um, the Einstein brothers. Are you familiar uh, with them? Ooh, I am familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also been really into chicken salad. Yum! Not really like for summer. This is like summer food. Yeah, not like lettuce with chicken on it. But oh, like, like like tuna fish except chicken. Yes, chicken salad like prepared salad. with like yeah. I've been and I've actually been making that at home and putting it on a bagel. So I was say that would go great with your bagel. Yes. So that's what I've been having. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, we are on loving. What are oh. you loving? Oh my gosh. Can you go first? Loving. <laughs> um, um, I am loving. Let me think. Um, I know, I do know one thing we have this group chat that we've been chilling in with some people and I just feel like it brightens my day every time I get a message from there. Yeah. I'm in two group chats now that I'm happy in mm-hmm. and that's two more than I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, I don't really do a good job like maintaining a presence in a group chat, Yeah, but I've been working really hard. You have been doing good because we're also, we're in a combined group chat together. I have been working really hard to like participate and read and pay attention. And mm-hmm. sometimes y'all send too many voice memos <laughs> and I'm like, y'all, I cannot listen to all this, <laughs> but then I do. And I try, just try, I'm trying so hard to be, memo. voice memos are my jam. I'm trying so hard to be present. I really am. And I'm trying hard to be present in the other group too. Um, especially because like, this new group that I'm in this Taylor Swift chat, I'm like, I don't want for them to realize that they've added me and I'll probably ghost the group in like a week and they'll never hear from me, but like once a month. They'll forget you're in there. Yes. <laughs> Cause there'll be times like, okay. So yesterday I posted something in the group chat and then I just left mm-hmm. and like forgot that I even posted it. And then I came back a few minutes later and I was like, Oh crap. I was supposed to finish. I was supposed to follow up on that. Yeah. And not <laughs> and to get like, like too sappy or whatever but this group chat I don't know man it just feels like everything in there is like we're just like supporting each other and like sending funny things and like I don't know it just feels like some real some real friends I don't know it just feels it just feels good well you know that my my goal now um is to pour into my friendships and to make Mm -hmm. new friendships and to make local friendships you know Mm -hmm. um so and I don't want to be like Hey, everybody in all these group chats, like, look at this effort that I'm putting forth to be present. Cause like, I don't need like a parade for that. 
Um, but it is hard for me, you know, it is something that's hard. Like it's hard for me to maintain. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the little bit, the the baby steps that I've taken towards being better at communicating. Cause I'm, Mm -hmm. I can disappear for a long time. Um, and, and then I'm like, knock, knock, are you alive? I've been known to just vanish. (laughs) I know. And then I'm like, what is going on with you? I know. Um, okay. So what am I loving? I am loving a new perspective, like realizing recently, like you said, that I do need to be putting my energy more on myself and my girlfriends and my like friendship relationships. Um, and coming to the realization that being alone is not just being alone in the room, but it's being okay with not being in a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just feels really weird. Yeah. Um, and I hate to like keep fighting against it, but I just, it just feels so strange to not have like, you know, a significant other to text before you go to bed or, you know, somebody out there who's like caring about your day, you know, and I don't mean like friends don't care. I just mean, it just feels very odd for, I've been in a relationship on and off probably since I was 15. Mm -hmm. So this for me, I'm, I'm looking at how long can I stay single now? Like, let's see if I can um, date myself. That's what I want to do. Right. It's just like, try to get to know me and what I want. And so I guess what I'm loving is just that I'm coming through the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. The end here is like what me feeling like that I'm coming out of the dark of the past two years is still Mm -hmm. taking some time. It's like, even though I can see the light, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Just whatever you do, don't cut bangs. Oh, no bangs. No, no hair changes. Nope. It's like when you know that a transformation has happened with a woman, she gets a new piercing, mm-hmm. a new tattoo, or she cuts bangs. Or it's like when a man grows a beard. Right. Like a transformation like, has occurred. Like you can tell like if a man that doesn't always have a beard, like a man who doesn't normally have one, mm-hmm. like if he grows a beard, it's like, you know, he's going through a hard time. Or one that normally does shaves it, just shows up, just bare face. Yes. I've heard of that happening too. I actually read one of those, you know, on Reddit, they do those, am I the a-hole stuff? Uh-huh. I love that. We should do an episode with those. We should. Cause they're so funny. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> there was one where the lady was like, am I the a-hole because I'm angry at my husband for shaving off his beard. You are. And apparently this man has had this beard since she met him and she'd never seen his bare face before. Okay. And was like extremely taken aback (laughs) by what he looks like without the beard. (laughs) She's like mad though. Legit mad. Well, it sounded like it. Yeah. Weird. I don't think he talked to her about it first. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he just came out of the bathroom, like surprise, naked face. See, even if Brian did that, I'm, I am too tired to be worried about what he's doing with his hair and his beard. I'm like, oh, you're doing that today? Excellent. You're doing this? Oh, also good. (laughs) Well, I know, but you like his beard. So wouldn't you miss it? I mean, maybe, but that's not for me to tell him what to do with his body. It'd be like him telling me I can't cut my hair. Well, of course. I know. I know that. But I just mean, like, wouldn't you miss his beard? Wouldn't you be sad? Like, you like how he looks with his beard, right? I do like it, but... Like it's okay for you to like how it looks and it would be okay for you to be disappointed if it was gone. Maybe you wouldn't be an a-hole about it. I don't think I would be disappointed though. Like he's, he's gone back and forth. It just is one of those things that's low on the totem pole for me. Right. Well, and 
sometimes on these things on Reddit, I do think the fact that you took the time to type this up means you have too much time on your hands. Um, <laughs> yes. I am not just worried about this. Like years. <laughs> but, you know, I have, I really go back and forth on that whole, like, it's my body, so I'm going to do what I want to with it. Because I feel that way about, like, women and body hair. Yeah. Okay, because, like, I feel like that evolution and science put hair on us for a reason. Sure. And now they want for us to spend a lot of money to have mm. this hair removed. For sure. And I just am kind of like, no, <laughs> no, 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 the, my, the hair is supposed to grow there. Yeah. Um, but if you like it, like if a woman wants to shave it, like if it's her choice, knock yourself out. But if you're doing it to like impress somebody, don't do that. I do think though, and ladies don't come for me. Women who want to remove their hair, it's uh-huh. definitely an internalized thing. Ooh, interesting. It is not just because I prefer to be without hair. Like if we never removed our hair, you wouldn't know that you preferred being without hair. Possibly. I do like how my legs feel all smooth. That's my favorite thing. Right. Well, but if you had never shaved them before, they would still be smooth. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm just saying like, I mean, I remember when I first started shaving my legs in like the sixth grade, Mm -hmm. I wanted to shave so bad. I was so ready for that milestone. Right. And I wish that I had had someone say like, no, don't just don't even start. <laughs> my um, mom used to say that. And I fought against her. I snuck shaving my legs for a while. Well, I read, no, I saw a TikTok the other day that was all about um, why women have to shave. Mm-hmm. And used to be, I thought that it's because it originated in France. Oh, and they it did like removing women removing body hair did like originate in France because sex workers mm. they didn't want for them to have lice it was easier to tell if your sex worker that you had hired that night didn't have lice if she was shaven in places mm-hmm. that's where it began I think I, that's what I've read but oh, then I find out like in this TikTok that like back during and I guess it was World War II or sometime the razor companies realized that they weren't making enough money just selling their razors to men. Yes. So they changed the marketing and started selling razors to women. And that's when like most American women started removing their, their hair. Interesting. So it's all capitalism. Capitalism, come on, man. So, you know, and I, I'm like everybody else, like shave if it makes you happy. But I do truly believe that people that are like, I prefer to shave, it's internalized misogyny. Ooh, so, which is very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are all victims of it, even if we don't know it. There's things I do that I'm sure because of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So, what are you dreaming? <laughs> I am dreaming that I never have to see snow again. <gasps> oh, so you're going to move then? <laughs> um, well, there have been years in the Portland area that we don't see snow. Like okay. at least a two, two year break or like a dusting or like, you know, when it's like too warm for it to stick to the ground and it's just falling and you watch it, but the street's just wet. Yeah. It's all bad to me. I don't like any of that. None of that sounds fun. I don't like it. <laughs> the but- dusting, the wet ground, none of it. No, I don't want any part of it. So I'm dreaming about that. I'm also dreaming about like what it's going to be like to work maybe on like the periphery of education or like in something to do with education, but not in the classroom. Mm. Yeah. I know you've got some stuff like coming down the 
the, the street coming down the way. <laughs> I do. Or I'm also dreaming about like, what would it be like to work for myself? Yeah. Kind of too. So and I'm see, dreaming about a lot of things. I'm, I'm dreaming big. Like, I'm going to say that. I've been watching Katie Steiner mm-hmm. and Heather now, you know, like the two most recent babies, I guess. Yes. Um, and all I can think is when you work for yourself and what you do with social media, you can't take maternity leave. Mm-mm. It's not even like a sexist issue. You just can't like, you just can't right. take it. It's not because like the company doesn't offer you paid maternity leave. It's because you're the company. Well, yeah. If you don't work one day, you don't make money. Yes. That is scary. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I am dreaming of a routine. Hmm. That's what I want. I want a routine. I want to be, I want to have a normal day. I want to, I want to know what a normal day feels like again. I'm also dreaming of that. Like next school year when my kids are back in school and. Yes, I am. I am dreaming of being in a place where I know I'm going to be living there indefinitely Mm -hmm. and having, you know, I wake up this time every day. I go to bed this time every day. I would like to find a rut and be boring. Mm-hmm. I am tired of getting up in the morning and it being like free for all, do whatever you want. And living out of suitcases and stuff. Yes. I'm so ready to just like put down some roots and work a job every day. And just, I hate to say it, like get back to some kind of grind or routine or rat mm-hmm. race. Or I'm just, I'm tired of being aimless. Mm-hmm. So that is my dream is that I will have some routine and I am looking forward to a normal routine on the weeks that the kids are with me and a normal routine on the weeks that they're not and just flop them back and forth, you know? Yep. So hopefully that'll keep the routine from getting boring. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, oh afraid, I'm afraid to ask this next one. Do we even have time. Afraid. We do not even have time for what are we feeling bad away. I'm just feeling bad. leanne is in a mood today y'all i think she's done a pretty good job of covering it up but she's in a mood (laughs) oh my gosh i think it's almost time for lady time (laughs) which is scary for me i like try to duck and cover when it's almost time for leanne's period (laughs) but it's not i it's not every month that i get upset though Yeah, it's not every month you know, it's but like there are months that are worse. I, I can't ever know. And it's like this month, it's feeling like, oh, this one's going to be a doozy. <laughs> and like are last you- month, last month, I didn't have any warning. I was not in a bad mood. I was fine. And then it just, bam, it came upon me like a missile. And this month it's like, okay, you're going to feel bad for two weeks before it comes. Do you ever so, have that where after your period, like you feel bad through the entire time? And then like you get to the end and you're still feeling bad and you're like, I'm just going to feel bad this entire month. Yeah. Sometimes when I look at the calendar and I think about how many days of the month I spend feeling bad because of that cycle thing. Yeah. I'm like, this is just, this is, we got a raw deal, man. Did. Like, you know, we would be like four good days of the month. I know. And then there's somebody who Delilah had the audacity to sit next to me on the couch the other day. And she's like, I'm so glad I don't have cramps or anything else with my period. And I was like, why are you talking? Like, Why are you saying this to me? Okay. Well, she has, has she even been having her period for a whole year? She has. Yeah. Okay. Because like, it took me years to get cramps. See, and I had them from jump. I had cramps. The first time I had my period, I thought I was dying. Oh, see, no, for me, I was like, 
I, I didn't even like, I didn't feel at all different. It was just, it showed up. And then every month I just like te- took care of it, but I did not ever feel any pain until like high school. Well, I guess I mean, she has time. Yeah. Um, but then I started when I was 11. She started at 13. Yeah. So I was 11 and I was, I'm very glad looking back that like ages like 11 through maybe 14 or 15 it was not really that painful it was a nuisance every month but Mm -hmm. um but then when it started to get painful it was really bad yeah so her time will come you just tell her that you say okay you just say okay yeah you keep you keep talking well and she wasn't trying to be mean but she was just like i just love what my body can do like you know she was just like celebrating her body and i was like are you trying to are you bullying me right now (laughs) (laughs) well that's like you and your marriage comment the other day I was like are you bullying me right now what well you just no you were just talking about like like this week has been rough and Brian has been great oh he has yeah and I was like you know what I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I was like yeah I'm sure he's been fine (laughs) I mean he was gonna get out on the ladder and fix the things I mean he was trying yeah yeah but then like my dad yesterday down here at the beach, he was like, I hope that you noticed that I emptied the dishwasher. And he said that to oh, my mom shit. and I'm like, y'all have been married for 45 years and you still feel the need to point out that you emptied the dishwasher. I'm sorry, sir, but there is not a parade coming. No, there is not. I'm did like, you say I, anything to him? Um, actually I did. I said, you know what? The parade's coming later. Mm-hmm, I did. I was very, I was, and he laughed and he got it, but it was like, mm. <laughs> Oh man. Like when's the last time you applauded my mother for doing something like that? Mm-hmm. Yes. No one claps for me when I empty the dishwasher. Nobody, nobody. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how I'm feeling. That didn't really answer that question at all. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling. I feel a lot of things every day. I can't nail one down. That is an accurate statement. If I've ever heard one, I feel a lot of things every day. Yeah. Um, there are times in my life where I can say, oh yes, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. Yep. I'm feeling that I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling hopeful. Um, and I go through the cycles of feelings like six or eight times a day. Mm. Uh So there's a lot of crying and, you know, crying, I'm crying quietly so that no one knows. Oh, it's like in the shower. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I'm planning to cry in the shower like as soon as we're done with it. (laughs) Planning to cry in the shower. That is the encapsulation of how Leanne's feeling. I'm planning to cry in the shower. (laughs) I'm going to start writing that in my planner. Please do. Shower cry time. Check. (laughs) In your routine. Because maybe if I'll just get it out in the shower every day, then I won't have to do it in the car. And also, um, you know, <laughs> and then you're basically living in a rom-com at that point. <laughs> oh, and I can, I need to start like, you know how they look so dramatic and beautiful when they cry in the shower on the, in the movies. Yeah. And you're going to have to have like Taylor Swift playing in the background. You know, all those TikToks, please don't. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be like, pleading with the sky like (laughs) with your eyes just looking off into the distance i'm gonna put on extra mascara so it can run a lot yeah and don't forget to leave your clothes on when you start (laughs) yes all of my crap my my shower crying has to happen fully clothed oh lord that's if you shower with your clothes on (laughs) and then you're gonna have to clean it up I have to clean up everything. Oh goodness. Okay, <laughs> feeling. What am I feeling? What are you feeling? Oh, um, 
I'm feeling, I don't know. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm not feeling a whole lot of things. I'm trying to avoid feeling things at this point. Yeah, um, just push them down. Just put them in a box and ship it off. Um, I am feeling the overwhelm probably is like the strongest feeling right now. Yeah. It's just everything's a lot. It's just everything. And why? Like, why is it so much right now? Like, can we, I don't remember like 2019. I I would like to rewind back to 2019 and tell myself to shut up whenever I said that things were overwhelming because Oh my gosh. Me too. What a baby I was. Shut up. I didn't know anything. Do you remember when we were talking about 2019 on the podcast? We're like, this was the worst year ever. Can't we get a better year? Oh my gosh. At the end of 20, we should go back and listen to those episodes at the at the end of 2019. We're like, oh my gosh, this year has been so hard. Like we did not know from hard. Yeah. I want to go back and slap her. Yeah. mm -mm, She is. Well, you know, I am not the same person that I was when we started this podcast. Like Mm I, I mean, I feel like that you and I, Mm-hmm. I've been through more changes than a person. I was told when you left after you have your kids, all the surprises are over. Who told you that? <laughs> they lied to you. You know, it's like, well, okay, you've had all your kids now. There's really no more milestones or anything else. Nothing else is going to happen until they graduate from high school. That's sad. That's like saying that all you have left to do is die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know better than that now. I know I've got a lot of life left to live. Trust me. There's challenges coming. I have a lot of other things that I want to do, but, um, yeah, yeah, I know. I I'm, I'm sure that you aren't really sure what you're feeling either. A lot of people probably aren't, but overwhelmed is a good, is a good answer. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one I sense that from you. Yeah. I'm trying to not let people sense that for me. Well, I sense you better than others. Oh, snap. Oh, that's why we have a joint make account. Well, on that note, what are you listening to? <laughs> Taylor Swift on vinyl records. Yes, I am listening to a lot of records. Um, and I am loving like the way that it has like changed how I listen to music. Um, okay. So yesterday in the car, when we were on our way to the beach, I started an album like a, on a streamer, like on the Apple music from the top and just listened to it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. when normally I keep my playlist on shuffle and random songs pop up and you don't hear them in order you don't hear them in the context of the rest of the record and um it's just been nice to like just put the music on and let it play mm-hmm. um but I have also realized that there's a lot of music that I loved in the 90s that I would like to have on vinyl mm-hmm. so I've joined some of those Facebook groups where they like sell vinyl and trade and that kind of stuff and um, yesterday I snagged a vinyl Jagged Little Pill. Ooh. Um, and I cannot wait to listen to Jagged Little Pill on vinyl. Like that's going to be the best. So that's that. Yeah, I'm listening to lots of different kinds of things, but I am listening to it all right now. I mean, I'm listening to music still in my car the regular way, but at home I'm, I'm spinning. It's my favorite. Spinning. Spinning. Yep. What are you doing? What are you listening to? I have been like on an Olivia Rodrigo trip since that concert. Like, oh I'm yeah, just, you're like, a, you're you're a stan now. I'm jamming out to her. I love her. Yeah, she has her. There's a new vinyl out called Singles for You. Oh, and it's at Urban Outfitters, and it's this the 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 actual vinyl itself is purple. It's so beautiful. I wish I had. Yeah. Ooh, and I think that's why I like her so much because the purple. That's my yeah. color. Yeah, she has a lot of purple. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, her whole show was purple. It was really cool. Yeah, and I can totally get behind that. That whole record has like a vibe. It just does. From start I want to, to be finish. seventeen again. It wants. It makes me want to be seventeen and like just have broken up with a boyfriend. And see, I think that when I first started listening to Taylor, mm-hmm. I was listening to her because she made me feel like a teenager. Yeah. You know, like when I, it's like, I, I think I had like just gotten married. I was pregnant with Daniel and I felt like more of an adult than I ever had. Oh, and nobody you know, knows. it's like, I was teaching three full classes of ninth graders. I was super pregnant. Like I just, I was a super grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started like letting Taylor slip into my playlists. Mm-hmm. It made me feel young again. Mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't young then, but you know, yeah. And um, I can see that Olivia has a lot of that too. Like that young. I just want to be driving in on like a 98 Honda Civic, having broken up with my boyfriend, going to park somewhere with my girlfriend. Well, it doesn't have to be a painful teenage experience. <laughs> well, have you heard the record? Like it's all about like how she hates boys. <sighs> yeah, I know. And then that first song, Brutal. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. She's right though. It's brutal out here. It is. I'm like, I'm so sorry for you that you already know that and you're 12. <laughs> I don't think she's 12, but okay. <laughs> I think she's 19, actually. <laughs> oh, well, she's very young looking. Yeah, she is. She's adorable. She is adorable. And uh, there's a picture of her dropping her Grammys, just like Taylor did when she got all hers, too. Yeah, Have you I seen the her. comparison pictures? Are they friends? I wonder if they're friends. Uh, I wouldn't say friends. Um, they know each other. I mean, they've met. Taylor likes Olivia. Cute. Um, and Olivia like would like to be Taylor. <laughs> and Avril. Like if Taylor and Avril Levine could have a baby, that would be Olivia Rodrigo. See, I just don't get the Avril from her. Oh, from the live show. She's definitely a little rocker chick. Like just because she sang that Avril song, like back when no, she also covered at the show like another rock song and like the whole show had like, you know super guitars and drums and it was like a whole rock vibe yeah i just for whatever reason well avril lavigne has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way Hmm. like just her attitude i like her well i mean her music's fine it's just like i don't know i've always felt like okay we get it like yeah you're a teenager and life sucks (laughs) like oh like everything is so dumb yeah like i don't know she's always kind of been like oh she's just always seemed whiny to me in a way that olivia does not Okay. Um, but you know, we always compare lady singers to other lady singers, and I don't think we need to necessarily do that. Um, <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, okay, so last one. Are you drinking? What are you drinking? Um, I don't know if I talked about this before, but this um key lime LaCroix is Oh my yeah. Name. You do like that. It is so good. And you can get it at Costco in their like spring La Croix pack. Um, it is the best La Croix that they make out there. So is does it come in like this tall slim can? No, it's the like 12 ounce. The or regular. the regular can. Okay. Because yeah. some of that La Croix is like fancy and comes in that like slim. Yeah, no, this is the can. regular stuff. I don't know if you can get it in like a 12 pack or whatever they sell at the regular grocery store. I only get oh. it at Costco. It only comes in like that special pack from Costco. It may. You might be able to get it at your regular store. Sometimes they'll sell it separately, but it's very um, good. Um, well, I love seltzer, even though I know that there's a lot of funny stuff out there about La Croix and how it tastes like TV static and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> This one doesn't, though. It has quite a bit of flavor, I will say. I will tell you which La Croix is the worst. 
Tell me. Coconut. Um, inaccurate. I like the coconut one. That is like the thickest water I have ever <laughs> Maybe had. that's why I like it. It did not seem like water. It just seemed like serum or something. I don't know. It was not. Serum. It's probably because it had coconut water in it. Well, uh, and I've never, I don't think I've ever had coconut water by itself, but. Drink it. It's good. Yeah. This stuff, it felt thick in my mouth. So I need, next time you come to Portland, I need to give you all the things that we eat and drink here. Yeah. Water, kombucha. Hmm. Kombucha. (laughs) I, I feel like I tried that not too long ago. Remember? You did, and you were not a fan. I was not impressed. It, it tasted just like I thought it would. Like you left it in the sun for too like long. Like I left my Arizona iced tea in the sun for too long in 1998 in the floorboard of my Pontiac Sunfire. Have you seen the thing floating around Facebook that's like, whoever is handling gas prices needs to hand that over to whoever's pricing the Arizona teas? Because <laughs> those have been the same price since 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, gas prices. We could go on about that for like the whole rest of the day. Just get a scooter. I'm telling you, problem solved. Yep, problem solved. If you work 30 minutes from home, who cares? Still ride your scooter. You'll get there one day. You'll get there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, y'all. Well, that is the show, I think. I think that that's all that we have on our list to talk to y'all about. All we can handle for today. Yeah, I'm so glad that we made it. Um, Me too. I have a, a shower crying session coming up. Um, I have to go get ready for Passover. Oh, that's right. You have stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say thank you to the many listeners who showed up in my DMs on um, Monday and Tuesday to see if I was getting up and doing anything. Because oh. um, I called for y'all to do that. Remember, I was like, okay, y'all text me or DM me and see if I'm up. And oh, a lot of people responded with, hey, I just listened to the show and I'm just checking. Did you get out off the couch today? Can y'all <laughs> do that again? Round two. She's going to need it this Monday. Well, it worked. It really did work because after the first person texted and I realized, oh, I'm not up. I was like, well, dang, I can't lie about it. So I got up and did write in my planner and that did help. So just accountability works, y'all. And that was that day you were feeling good. You were like pumped up that day. Yeah. And I have had a couple good days this week where I was productive and did a lot. And I mean, I had one day where I did like six loads of laundry. She did, y'all. She's like, my laundry room is clean. And I was like, oh God. Yeah, I know. And I mean, it's terrible that I've only lived in this house since February and already I needed to clean my laundry room. But that's how fast it happens. Yeah. I believe that laundry multiplies when you're not in the room. I believe it too. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but there's always more clothes. And I'm like, where? We don't even wear this stuff. How is it? So, but yeah, I think that um, next week is going to be a great week. So if you guys are listening to this on Monday morning, I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. It's going it to be good this so week. I'm, last week in April. We're almost done with April. Yes. I'm putting the vibes out into the world that it's going to be yeah. a good week this week. So well, everybody, if you are looking around for Caitlin, you can find her on um, Instagram as creating in chaos underscore official. And she is creating in chaos on YouTube and Patreon. You can also find her some other places on Instagram. She has chaos in the classroom and ducking chaos underscore official. So if you want to see some other parts of her life, you can look there. And um, she is here with me on Mondays, um, Spice Chaos, anywhere you listen to your podcast. And if you would like to um, reach out to her and possibly get me, 
um, you can, you can consider a DM over at the Spice Chaos Podcast Instagram. So those are all the places where you can find Caitlin. True. Um, and you can find Leanne at Spice Plans on YouTube, Instagram, and Patreon as well. You can also find her playing Animal Crossing um, before she cries in the shower at uh, Spice Horizons on the Instagram. And then you can also find her making our beautiful cards for our beautiful guests over on our Spice Chaos podcast Instagram page. And then, of course, every Monday right here with me on all of your favorite podcast platforms. That's right. Those are all of our places. So if you are listening for the first time, go follow us on all those places. And we are so happy to have you. Um, I don't know if this is the best one to be your first, but um, all right. (laughs) That's right. Last week's was pretty spicy too. So check that out. Yeah. Just, you know, maybe ease yourself in, Um, (laughs) but we are happy to have you and to everyone who continues to support us and listen every week. We love you so much. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, everybody have a great week out there and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.